Welcome to episode 227 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Good morning, Jason. Um, how are you today? I personally am not feeling that great, as you may have heard from my voice from this show and also the intro from the last show. Yeah, well, I've luckily escaped the illness, the plague. It's, <laughs> all the females in my house have been sick with it for the past week. So yeah, my daughter, right. Izzy, you know, so we'll see, Ari, my youngest, got it, gave it to Izzy. Izzy gave it to my wife, and then and then one of them gave it back to Eric. <laughs> wow. L- luckily, Colby and I have managed to escape the plague. That's it. So only girls get it. And Justin. Well, I think I think it's because... <laughs> I, I, think, yeah, I didn't really want to say it, but <laughs> it's estrogen related. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Uh, at least in our house, I think it's because... Uh, I don't know. I think the girls snuggle more on the couch together. Well, the girls play together. The, oh, the right. Izzy and Ari play together. They're all snuggled up. And then they're always, you know, they're always snuggling with their mom. And I wouldn't you know. describe Colby as a snuggler. He's more of a, a jumper on a table and like a punch you and a yeah, running he, but around. He, but he is affectionate. Like he'll jump, oh, is like, he? Yeah, he'll jump into my arms and, Daddy, come do this, Dad. You know, which is oh, nice. Oh, that's cute. You know, and this morning, he just told, he just told uh, Sandy, he's like, he's like, I want to buy a, a present for Izzy and Ari. I'm going to buy them a remote control carriage. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> oh, his own money. He just wants to do it for But a remote control carriage? Yeah, like a remote control cars, you know, but like a remote control... Uh, like a horse carriage for yeah. princes and princesses. Yeah, right. Oh, like he even thinks awesome. about it in their terms, right? Yeah. Like I would never at the age of eight have God. even thought like, I'm just going to buy my siblings... A remote control... A, a toy or something yeah. that they want. That's cool. So he has it. It's just, it's always shocking because <laughs> he's this rough and tumble boy and then he'll just do stuff like that. And yeah. Like, well, so he's good. he's thinking about being a provider. You're training him well. Well, I don't know about that. I have to provide her. I, I don't know how I couch it, but it's, it's thoughtful. Nevertheless. Yeah. So Oops. while I escaped the plague, at least thus far. Yeah. Well, the thing I say is that you tried to give it to me. You're like, hey, let's grab lunch. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> we feel healthy. I'm not going to lunch with you. You just, I'm going to be felt as bad as you do. All right. What was that? Was that, what was that? Wednesday? That was Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I politely declined. I said, we'll do it. Yeah, no, that would have been bad. You're hacking and wheezing all over bad. my lunch. So, well, I did manage to escape the plague. Mm-hmm. I pulled the crap out of my hamstring tore the crap out of my hamstring at my side oh, the hamstring. same one the same the same problem one no this is a ham well i same problem one being like either of my legs oh okay. <laughs> either, my, either my hamstring or calf muscles or achilles oh no. yeah it's just a matter <clears throat> dude I, is that because you're 40 now uh as indiana jones famously said it's not the years it's the mileage right okay you know i've just i've just i have so many residual injuries over the years of playing soccer and basketball that yeah i feel like I'm like a 1980 Triumph. You're like, you're like that thing looks pretty. That looks pretty fast. That looks pretty sporty. You take it out. It feels, looks pretty good. Moves pretty well for a few blocks. And all of a sudden, you you start hearing a weird sound. You're like, oh, I, I guess we better take it back in the shop. <laughs> That's kind of like what I'm like. I go out there. I can look pretty good for a few blocks. But it's just you might as well just start the, the stopwatch because it's, uh, it's coming. And it was, oh, it was bad. We were in the middle oh, of the game. Wow. The good news was... Um, 
we won. <laughs> hmm. So we've managed to uh, stay undefeated top of yeah. the table, which is which is funny because you know you'd think like who really cares, but it's amazing. Like when you lose a game, it puts you in a bad mood. Of course it does. It's just a game, especially but it, you. <laughs> you see all the guys in the team. So we're uh, we're still top of the table in the top division, which is so that's co- so what that's Cobalt. Yeah, yeah. And but now you're not going to be able to play anymore. No, I just I'll be out for about a month. But oh then I'll be my back. God. I'll have to rehab for a month and be back. All right. But we're uh so we 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 played the uh, the number 2 team and and uh they had us down one nothing. Yeah. And it was like we always always get down the first half cuz we get out there and we're like, "Ah, let's play calm, knock the ball around." And eventually they okay, and then we control the play and then eventually they score. Yeah. And then it's like when they score, we like suddenly everyone gets pissed. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we're going to oh, do Oh, you this. want a piece of this? <laughs> it was last week. We, we were down one nothing to the last 12 minutes of the game. We scored six goals in 12 minutes at the oh end. Oh, my God. At the end, like the last two goals, one of our guys Meg's the keeper, and the other one does a cross field side volley from 30 yards out to the corner of the net. And the goalie's just like, I, I'm done. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know what is it. Our guys just always got to push it to the end. Everybody's just like yeah. knocking around. And it's like Hulk. Like, you wouldn't, li- you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a blast. I mean, the thing about Cobalt is, you know, running a sports team or any group, I guess, is just, it's just the guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear like professional athletes when they retire. It's like, you know, they ask them like, what was your best play, your best game? It's like, you know, I don't really think about that. I think about the time in the locker room, the time of the trips, you know, joking around. That's that's what you remember. Yep. And it's like just able to go out there once one week one night a week and hang out and joke around is uh you awesome. think about the guys in the locker room. No, I don't think about the guys in the locker room. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So You always gotta go there, don't you? All right, well let's see. That's <laughs> No, all right. So look, uh, I've got some news. All right. Um Remember, Udi was working with me on Digidoo? Yes, I do. Well, let's tell us, let's do a little, I think we need everyone's fault to insert a little background for we people do? who don't know who Udi is, or just give it a, the 30 second. Who's Udi? Okay. Well, Udi's a long-time uh, texting listener yeah. who's been listening to the show, I guess, for a, a good, good few years now, right? Well, I mean, we've only been around for, well, we've been around since two thousand. Three years. So he's probably been a listener for a couple. Yeah. He's been a listener for a couple of years anyway. Um, and he emailed us. He had emailed us saying i'm looking for some work like for some off-site contract work. yeah off-site contract work and that we kind of filed that away in our inbox and then i needed someone to do some work for the startup that i'm now cto of which is digidoo and um, at the time i wasn't cto of it i was just a contractor but i just needed uh, someone else to do some work with me and lowly, I, when you were a lowly mercenary, I tried to find some people on uh, Odesk and Elance, and I just didn't have much success. And you said, "Why don't you? Why don't you go look? You know, look inward. Like, look to our, our band of brothers." Right. And you said, "Hey, didn't Udi send us an email a few weeks ago?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, he did." So I contacted him anyway. So we started working together, and um, he's really a great coder. He's 23 years old. Yeah, you've said that to me a number of times that he's you're really impressed with the quality. Of well, the work. It's, what's really good about actually as well is that. Um, he doesn't have. He's. He reminds me of me, except he kind of better because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want. He reminds me of me, except he kind of sucks. Where I'm like, you know, yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, like he started. He basically ha- doesn't have a computer education, and he just started coding when he was 13. He started playing around. Okay, with self-made man. And he he's got, a self-made coder. He's st- he start. He got his first client when he was 15. Like he started building websites wow. for people when he was 15. Right? Well, you know, most most developers are like that too. I mean, I think of the professional developers. 
I bet you it's like 20% are like C, have CS degrees. Oh, really? I, you know, I have no evidence to back that up. I'm yeah. just guessing. But anyway, go on. Just the people I've talked to. Anyway, so, you know, he's, he's 23 now. And um, I, I was saying, I was like actually having this discussion with him yesterday. Where, where do you get your structure and your theory from? You know, why, how come you understand that stuff? I mean, you haven't really, because the reason why I got it was because I worked four years in an Elsevier, like a blue chip company with a, a team of people who basically taught it to me, right? Um, he's like, there's this thing called the web. You check it out. No, he's been working, because he's been working with Code Igniter for like five years and like, mm-hmm. look, you know, those frameworks and I guess you just kind of soak it in, right? Yeah. Yeah, you just soak it in. You know, that's the way things are done and you get it and you begin to understand abstraction, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so... It, it's kind of annoying because when I was 23, I didn't have a effing clue what I was doing, right? And he's 23 and he really has it together. So that's awesome. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get to is that um, we have a big push for Digidoo. We need to get stuff out done by April 15. Udi lives in Israel and it's exactly the wrong time of day. Like, So he's exactly 12 hours off. Okay. So, <laughs> so basically, we we when do just, work together. When do you when do you well, overlap time? The, the only overlap time that we get is like between seven in the morning and um, like seven and eleven, kind of thing. And that's just, and you're not really an early morning person. No, no. I'm so you you really have to push yourself to get that. But right. we have a we have a a crap load of stuff to get done. You know that 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 kind of big push. Like, yeah. so we've made a sale. We've got to get stuff done by uh, April fifteenth. We've got the hardcore push. We need black ops. We need black ops. Black ops. Now. This is the black ops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So he is flying to America and he is going to live with me <laughs> for three weeks. Udia, you really know what you're in for, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your last chance. You haven't gotten on the plane yet. <laughs> what does Georgie think of that? Is she cool with it? She's fine. She's fine. She's, I mean, as you can see in this house, like basically uh, we have a completely separate room. It's almost like a, a separate a well, little, it's a, well, it's little a guest apartment. Room. It's really nice. Yeah, it's, it's a good guest room setup, right? Yeah. So it's not right, like you're on top of each other or anything. Does he have any friends or people he knows in the area? So just, it's just you and all me. You, oh, just so you and me. This? No, well, but, you know no, he's going to be doing Catalyst. Yeah, exactly. That's what's good to say. <laughs> he's part of be, the deal. He's going to be doing Catalyst. That's <laughs> definitely part of the deal. Yeah. And um, he's he's obviously going to have to like find some stuff to do, right? I mean, that outside to get a break. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, he can't spend twenty four hours with me. No, right? he's got to. Right, a hobby. So, <laughs> so for example, there's the, there's a train track right there. Um, that, you gonna think they could just go walk down the train track like the hobo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it goes. Hey, uh, Udi. So, like, I think we're done here for the day. I think you just head the tracks, but this time I think go north. Yeah, head to the tracks. <laughs> just call me. Like tomorrow, we'll pick you up. <laughs> no. When I said train track, <laughs> he I called meant- the cops. So, so like, we have a report a missing person. Like, yeah, who is? Well, he's just from Israel. He's a little lost. He went walking down the train track. The last time we saw him was Tuesday night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I meant the metro. <laughs> okay, right. you know the metro, right? Yeah, just down right. the road, right? I don't know why I said train tracks, but it's. Got, I like the way you spun that. That was good. <laughs> um, that goes straight downtown. Uh, that would you probably be downtown in like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so he can check that out, and maybe he could. Find some other ways to go to Santa Monica. <laughs> make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> <Make> some friends. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but like for example, we should definitely go to a few tech meetups in Santa Monica, which you could very kindly yeah. drive us to because you know that I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what you should do is you should is you should get uh, Digidoo to pay for some complimentary Uber gift cards. Well, I would do that if Uber wasn't so expensive. 
Yeah, I guess it's 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 not bad for us like small place like San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. but LA it's it can cost you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be living the LA lifestyle to be using Uber. I LA, literally right? spent seventy seven bucks the other day on Uber. You went there and back. Went there and back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it's expensive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's uh, it was way. Well, well, that's anyway. So the thing is, I was explaining to the to the Digidoo <laughs> board of directors why this was a good idea. Well, one thing I want to just put a warning out there for texting texting listeners. So like. It's a gateway. It's a, it's a, it can be a gateway mistake where you email us because next thing you know, you can be in a living <laughs> one of us. Just be well, careful said, while sending us an email. Yeah, no. So I said to him, I said to him yesterday, I said, it, like he said, he said, he was saying to me, because, you know, he's, he's 23, right? Mm-hmm. He's saying, um, he's saying, it's crazy. You know, I'm coming to America. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my parents, like, my, my family think this is crazy. Like, what, how, you know, they don't understand how can you, like, type on the keyboard and do stuff and someone's going to fly you into the country to work for them. That doesn't make any sense to them. So they're like, what? And, and I said, the yeah. Brave new world. And I said, yeah, all because of texting. All just because you listen to texting. Right. And he was like, huh, yeah, it's like Lux Surface Area, like Jason says. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Lux Surface Area, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful concept. Yeah. You do stuff and, and uh, connect with people, talk about it. Yeah, well, that's great. You know, um, well, the other the other thing about that I just want to say is that the uh, the uh, when I was selling it to the rest of the Digidoo team, right? Why we should spring for this? Why we should do this? Is because we need to get this thing done. Mm-hmm. And basically, in the kind of black ops scenario, I don't think you just like two x your output. I think you five x your output. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like because when two when two people can work together eight hours a day and brainstorm and really go through stuff you really exponentially increase the potential work output. And I, I don't think we'd get it done any other way. I think it depends, but I think it's interesting. I think it, in, in, in a certain context, you're right. I think right. it can be helpful. But I think there, there are other times when I'm more productive when I'm at home and have one distracting me. But if you guys are in the ideation it, phase, and you're trying to hash things out, and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to do it, and you can be a lot of quick back and forth. But if it's like, if you have everything kind of sorted out, and you're like, we just need this piece done, and you know how to do it, then you can just go <coughs> in your hole and code it. And it's come not back. like you when you and me work together where we argue about everything. With him, it's more like when you and Guyon work together, me and Udi work together that way. So. Yeah. Because he's he's more kind of happy to do it my way, right? Exactly. Well, the that's problem the with pro- you and me is we both have to do it our way. It's like we're both trying to drive, and then we're grabbing the steering wheel. It's like back off, dude. <laughs> dude, well, I don't know if I, the way I drive, I like put my hand on this. Like, I, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Or like we're like cooking a dinner or something. You're like, oh, this is like why I like to fry things. No, you know, I don't know why you store the refrigerator like that. Here's a great way. It's like you know what? <laughs> yeah, but you you say that, but you can't you can't live by that. No, I'm no. not saying that I'm any different. No, I'm not no, saying you, it's just you. I'm I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's just, we're both like, the same. Yeah. But anyway, I, that's, and anyway, it's funny. So I think this, I think that the next three weeks are going to be, um, probably interesting and we're going to go to a lot of meetings and have a lot of fun and do a lot of work. So you can do a little, uh, touring as well. Show him a little bit of LA. Sure. And do some like yeah. take him to the beach and well, he's, but the other, other thing is he's probably going to be our first live audience member. <laughs> right he's gonna have to sit right here he's gonna actually have to sit and listen and then the to magic will be gone right yeah it's yeah like, pull the curtain back in oz he's just gonna be like oh right it's just yeah like you guys oh it's just you two 
That's well, he's going to be, by the time he's going to be sick of your voice, because yeah. you live in here a few days, he's going to be like, can I just go? <laughs> can I just go somewhere? I'm gonna, I'll walk the train tracks. <laughs> That's a great image, Udi walking the train tracks. We need a piece of artwork. Yeah, that way, that way just kind of like lonely figure, kind of the silhouette. Just, the train tracks. <laughs> so I, one thing I want to follow up, um, we, had a, we had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and you were asking me about frameworks, what you should use for... Uh, your uh, front end frame, whether you use double dollar. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I thought that was an interesting conversation. Yeah. And uh, I'll just recap it. Yeah, sure. Real quick. So you can't, you, you basically asked me, you're like, what should I do here? So like we're doing a new iteration, the, the trade off of using double dollar or using a better known framework. And you're like, I know double dollar. I want to use double dollar. I know it'll work. It's fast, but you know, Udi doesn't know double dollar and he's, like most coders would rather use uh, an open source framework that's well known, right. right? And I thought it was an interesting, I thought it had a good piece of advice. I, I want to see how it plays out and what you're doing. But I said, you know, um, why don't you use Double Dollar for the first, this current version, mm-hmm. get something out there. And once you have it built, because you're going to do more iterations of this product, right? This is just the, the, the you know, it, the first one is iteration zero. This is iteration one, right? right? Iteration two will be coming out in another three months or whatever. Is you can tell Udi, say, look, if you really want to use Meteor or Backbone or Ember or whatever, then take this segment or this part of the website. And since you know it completely, since we built it together, a double dollar, and rewrite it in this framework, and then we compare apples to apples. Is it actually more succinct? Is it actually um, better structured? Is it, is it just as fast? Is it just as flexible or not? Because a lot of times you're talking about it's like, well, you know, double dollar can do X, Y, and Z. And I don't know if these other frameworks can, or these other frameworks might are, you know, you know, people are gonna say, well, they're better structured. Are they really? Is you don't know, it's all just hand waving and people arguing. But like, if you, if Udi and you write it this together in, in double dollar, he will know it cold. Yeah. And so he can rewrite it in a, in a new framework, you know, in a few, or a section of it in a few days. And then go, okay, so here are the comp- here's how they compare on these three or four different, um, you know, uh, well, areas. I, said, I mean, the main thing, I, that's, that's one thing that you're missing out, is that um, the main concern I've got is that Double Dollar, when I showed it to um, Jeff Welpley, yep. he, he came up with a very good point, which is Double Dollar is different. It's actually a different kind of methodology. It's a different way to program. It's a different way to build single-page web apps. It's not really MVC. It's, my, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Justin pattern right, right, right. <laughs> if there was one right and um he said it's very it's very structured and it's very it, it, there's a pattern there but it's just really different it's to idiosyncratic it's idiosyncratic so that was really my concern is um we could do this with double dollar and it would be idiosyncratic to the way that i like to do things um and the way that i've structured that framework and just wow would would that be a bad cto decision mm-hmm. um but where I totally agree with you is that actually it wouldn't because you, there's the most salient point you made is you haven't actually decided what the product is yet. You, you don't know what the product is yet. So you're still in prototype phase, right? Mm-hmm. And when you're in prototype phase, you need to build stuff with the, fa- the fastest way possible. So you know Double Dollar inside out. You've been building all these mobile apps, all these different apps. So when you know something that, that well, you build really, really quickly. Yep. And that's what you need to do. And then you, you can then reiterate and you can go uh, some, you know, six months down the road or whatever, a year down the road, you can say, right, this is, this is what we've been doing. This is working with the customers. Now we can make a decision. We can refactor this into a, a more sensible structure that everyone knows, A. Or B, you could say, oh, actually, this is working pretty well and it's pretty optimized and it's pretty good. So you can stick with it. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, because the, the other thing is that if you, if you went down to other framework, 
just because you felt like it was the right CTO thing to do, even though you didn't want to do it, you're going to constantly be frustrated every single time you yeah. run into an air, a brick wall. You're like, God, you know, if I was using double dollar, I could have had this done. And we spent three days trying to dick around with this problem and it's still not solved, right? And you're going to be constantly second guessing yourself. That's, that's what I do. Every time I do something and I don't use it myself and, it, and my own stuff and it blows up and sucks, I get pissed because I'm wasting a bunch of time. And, but it also, it's an, so that way you don't have into that problem. But by saying that we can, but by telling Udi, look, we can rewrite this thing. It doesn't have to be a year down. I mean, you, after you have a segment built, you say, hey, take a weekend or take a couple of days and just rewrite the segment and, 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 you know, whichever one's your favorite one and prove me wrong if you think, if you really believe that this is going to be faster, more flexible, easier to understand, whatever. And then it's, then it's a compromise to him. Like he, he'll go, he can be like, okay, you know, like he's, he's, he's got to, if, if he wants to use one of these other frameworks, you're giving him a, a fair shot at proving Proving it, right, but it's, right. but it's a fair comparison. It's not like who can out argue somebody or who can cite more web post arguing over the other. I mean, but basically, what we have agreed on is that we're going to stick to some rules from when, because double, double dollar is very uh, open to moving in different directions anyway. Yeah. So one of the rules we're going to say is we're going to make it MVC. We're going to build in an MVC form. Okay. But by the way, MVC. The thing about the whole MVC thing is it. It's slightly. I feel a little bit like you do about something. You know, when you're like. I don't know why everyone just kind of agrees that you have to do it this way. Yeah. I mean, I know MVC is really, really good and everyone thinks you have to do it this way. But I wonder, do you have to? Well, when everybody tells me you have to do this, I say, screw off. I don't have to do anything, you know, first of all. And second of all, like, you know, yeah, you know, it really depends on the context. I mean, things that's first of all, that's one thing I've, I've got frustrated about in this in the tech world and the startup world is that it, 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 people get very the sort of this um, this. People get very pedantic. Right. You know, you have to do this. You have to do that. And, and we like to think, oh, it's hack or we're free. We can do everything. But but people fall victim to this. Everybody's afraid to do anything other than what the the crowd, you know, the majority says, this is the way you do it. Right. And right. If you do what everybody says you'll do, you'll play it safe. And you'll probably be right more than you're wrong. But those are just a general case. But if you always have to look, and, and I've, I know I've, I've, this is something I've brought up a dozen times at least, but. Have to look at the specifics of your situation and figure out: Do these general principles apply so well, or do the particulars of my general, of my specific situation, outweigh these general rules? You know, do so they really apply? Just, just one basic thing I'm going to say right now, and this is probably going to cause a flame war. No. But one thing that just bugs me about MVC. JustinVincent@gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that bugs me about MVC, the general frameworks that I've seen, okay. and I know that you can probably like tweak your different mm -hmm. uh, framework that you use to to work in the way I'm about to suggest. But you've got your models, you've mm -hmm. got your views, and you've got your controllers, yeah. and you have three separate folders: a model controller, a views controller, and a, and a t uh, Model view and controller. Controller, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, so if I have like a user's view, yeah, everything's all separated. Like everything's separated. It's like why? Why don't I just have users and then in there I have my model view and controller? So I can go into my users directory and there's the three things, right? Yeah. And I, I know it's because you, you, uh, the general thought is well, because if you keep it really abstracted, then you can use that users thing in all these other different places, right? So that's what it is. You're looking for full for that kind of super level of abstraction. But you could still access that user's thing, you know? Mm -hmm. But it's just it's just annoying because you whenever you go to any of these M MVC well, framework, Django or just, Rails just, or Just generally, when I look at other people's code, I'm like, simple. where is this? Where is it? And people are, people are like, well, obviously, it's just in the other folder. Why? 
Why is it in the Why oven? does it have to be? It, that's, that's just one, for example, one annoying thing. That, yeah, that I mean. I, I've, I've had that same argument with myself a few times, especially when I was, you know, building the App Ignite framework. Yeah. Or, or I should say Guyon and I were building it. Um, and I agree. What, what did I, you come up with? You, you went the <clears throat> conventional route, right? I went the conventional route on this week. I, I, and, the, and the reason was, um, I mean, I don't break convention just to, like, be a contrarian. I break yeah. it if I, there's a very good reason yeah. that I feel like I need to. Um, and I, and in this case, it was slightly weighed in the favor of convention because I felt like the other way of just having like a, let's say we use any food, we have a um, user's, you know, or as you said, or like a session, yeah. an object, a session object, and such as, is that there wasn't a one-to-one very well. Like right. We had these kind of mixed situations. It's like, well, which folder does this go in? Yeah. And it was unclear. And then I'm the kind of person who'll spend 20 minutes anguishing over which way it should go because I'm frustrated. And then I take a break and I start emailing and, and reading. That is, news. I mean, basically, yeah. uh, ultimately, I know the reason. The reason is, is because, for example, sessions, mm-hmm. like any few sessions, that can span that model, which is basically your just core business logic, can span many different views, many yeah. different controllers. Right. So that's the reason why. But there are certain times when it would be good. Anyway, it would be convenient. You know, it would be neat. <laughs> it would probably be better is if you had this sort of like symbolic links to it or right, something. Right, right. So it's like it. You could kind of have both. Yeah. You know, you created this sort of overlay. something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but I, yeah. All right. So what's um, what do we got going? What's next? Uh, I'll tell you a few things. So let's see. Well, I, I've got more to talk about. Go ahead. You, well, one thing I wanted to say is I have a very strong theory that the reason why some of our shows get more downloads than others is because of the title. Got it. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to run a test. Uh, you're probably going to say no, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, <laughs> right. right. Why don't we call this show? Right. If you like this title, download this show. And then we can see once what? and for all. How about just download this? <laughs> download this? Exclamation point, you know, like analyze this, like that movie. Okay, download this. All right. But, but it sounds like, it almost sounds like, uh, uh, was it malware? Right. So, <laughs> but, but download this with exclamation point, it would be better. But, but that doesn't, that wouldn't prove the point quite as well as if you like this title, download this show, which would basically. How about de- awesome title? <laughs> no, this is an awesome title exclamation no, point. because that, because we need i, I want to just prove that people look at the titles and as a result of the titles they download the show that's that's the point i, I, I don't think i don't think we can prove that because that's not because they like the title they're just they're just following a call to action no because if, <laughs> you, just if, different. You, if you look at the no but but the point is is that Based off the title, they're they're doing something. If they're you, reading that the title is 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 the thing because if you look at the most downloaded show by far recently, it's getting even on any foo, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because I think it's because it, it's a storyline that we had let drop, and a lot of people were interested in catching up on that storyline, and it right. said in the title, "Getting even on any foo." So that's why I think it's it's just like double the number of the other shows. Okay, so that's why I'd like to run it as All a right. test. All right, that's fine. I mean, I'll I'll give you. I'll give you a title. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> All right, you'll, we'll do the test. So, okay. We'll, whatever so, one. Well, I mean, it's either that or some version of it. Some yeah, version whatever. of it. All right, I'll, fair whatever. enough. Whatever. I'll make you happy. Okay. You okay, no worries. All right. <clears throat> yeah. But that, I, you, I, don't, yeah, you don't know, you may have something there. I, I think there are a lot of factors that play into In it, other though. words, you need to come up with better titles in general. <laughs> if this is true. If this is true. Yeah, because sometimes I, sometimes I think I come up with good ones. 
And then sometimes I just got nothing. And then it's like, it's like, I, I have no time left. It's like 11 o'clock. I'm ready to go to bed. And you're like, can you please have this to me? And I'm just like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. I just think of like some word that is representative of what we talked about or not. <laughs> but it's sometimes it's hard to come up with one because it's not like we stick to a single theme. Yeah. We talk about all kinds of But it's like, stuff. I think the title should be like Joanna Weeby copy hacker style type where like where they're really kind of call to actiony titles like that make you want to do something <laughs> okay uh, <laughs> all right you disagree with that i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't know i don't have a really strong opinion on it i think i'm 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 uh dubious okay fair enough dubious all right well then let's move on to tech stuff why not tech stuff let's just i got we got all kind of door i get all kind of topics well we haven't talked in like two weeks so I got like all kind of stuff. I don't want to just yeah. All right, let's talk. Yeah. Okay. So um, well, you know, um, I, I just want to follow up on the Udi thing. You know how like listeners looking for work. Another <laughs> listener emailed me. <laughs> oh yeah, James McGrath. He's a uh, he's sent me a. a you say James name. McGraw. It's <laughs> pronounced James McGraw. Really? Yeah. The th is silent. Yeah, it's a silent th. How do you know that? Because I lived in Ireland and England for twenty years. Ah, okay. But he's in Australia. Oh, well, then maybe it's different, but I'd say it's most likely James McGraw. Okay. I'm, ju- I'm just guessing. Uh, well, I, I will defer to your pronunciation. You're Thanks. generally much better at that than <laughs> I am, so I'll give it. I'll, I'll go with it. James McGraw. So he, um, he's a Rails jQuery expert looking for contract work. He just finished up a contract, and he said he's you know, just hitting up contacts. We said, I just figured he'd send us an email. Oh, and I, nice. I was like, well, if you're a Rails expert, I think you'll be out of work for exactly three days, so enjoy your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really worried about you. Um, <clears throat> but if you're uh, if you're looking for someone who's a, who's a front-end jQuery type of expert or a Rails expert, and you're okay to work with somebody who's remote, um, you know, send us an email and we'll forward it on to James. Yeah, because we also got an email back from uh, Michael at Postal Picks who said that he'd got one or two resumes from texting listeners yeah you know we're like the, you know like it you have like in, in in school you'd have like a bulletin board like the uh, that people put up like selling furniture yeah or need a ride or subletting their apartment this is like our bulletin board section of the show texting bulletin board texting that's, bulletin that's board. actually not a bad idea right you know, i like that like, well you know i help people out you know but it worked out for uh mike right i mean it looks like in there one of our listeners that they may have made a yeah. love <laughs> connection made a good a, a connection that's great oh yeah. cool so um yeah, and if you're a listener and you're looking to outsource some work or whatever, let us know too. We'll, you know, hook somebody up. You know, yeah, that's just it's hook the te- a coder up. It is the texting bulletin board, right? Hook a coder up. Um, that was cool. You know, let's see what else got. Oh, uh, you know, let's talk about. Um, well, one thing first I'll talk about, which is funny. So this morning I was uh, kind of taking a nice easy Saturday morning because I've been just pushing so hard, and and the kids are just banging on the drums. So my my wife got Colby for Christmas <laughs> the, like those like a Wii drum set and guitar like it's a video game. You know you you know the Wii has yeah, like, but like of- why would you buy a child drums? That makes no sense. I was thinking I was <laughs> I was skeptical. I was like I'm not sure this is gonna work out for me. But uh, you were right. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, she she seems to be more. Uh, immune to it which is funny because usually I think she's more sensitive to loud noises but for whatever reason she's cool with it but it's like they have this, the electronic drum set you know it's actually pretty big scale yeah. and you sit down and, 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 you, and you you play along with the, the tutorials and the challenges and like you have to like you know follow along with certain beats and stuff and they have the same thing with a guitar mm-hmm. it's not just like make believe it's actually yeah 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 it's pretty cool <laughs> so you know so he was taking violin at school I mean it was just like the only instrument they do his, his school's an arts magnet 
and so they kind of try and introduce music and art. Yeah, early. yeah. And uh, but he just was not digging the violin, you know. <laughs> and so he was not. He's not been taking it back and forth to school, and which is no shocker, right? Knowing Colby, like I just don't see him as a violin playing kid. I'm like drums, yeah, violin, strings, right. Not so much. <clears throat> um, and so she made a deal with him this morning. She's like, "All right, well, if you do ten minutes per day on the drums or guitar." You're doing this stuff there. She's like, then you don't have to do violin. Like, I want you to do some kind of music. Hmm. He's okay. And so he's like, okay. But it's just interesting because it's sort of like this sort of self-teaching world we live in now. Like, kids can learn. I'm not saying you can really become a musician to the nth degree, but you can learn. I mean, that, that's pretty good. I mean, that you know, trying to actually follow along with the with the with the no, chords. It and, is and, good. Yeah. I mean, it was like real stuff. I mean, I was like trying to learn how to do the drum beats, and I was like doing one with him. And I'm like, this is tricky, you know. Yeah. And it was like ah, yell ah. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and I suck at this. I'm like, we need a lower level. I can't do level. He's like, Dad, that's like almost the lowest level. Was here. it teaching you things like to power diddle? Did that? I mean, it wasn't w- that far along. I mean, I, I did this twice. Okay. Right? Like, right. I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So I'll say no. Okay. But, uh, <coughs> but I'm listening out my Ari, my youngest daughter, is going nuts on the drums for like a, maybe 45 minutes. And I'm just like, good God. This <laughs> <laughs> is well, the five year old. I'm like, get a little drummer girl. She's just like, that is a good, Bam. it's good that you don't drink then because if you had that on a hangover, you would be like, oh my God. <laughs> So, you know, speaking of, um, speaking of, uh, of music, um, you know, I was I, I one one of the podcasts I listened to, which is actually pretty, which is actually one of my favorites, is called the Nerdist Podcast. Have you heard of it? No. It's actually a comedian. I forget his name. He hosts. Uh, I think he hosts Web Soup, hmm. um, and he basically interviews other comedians, some actors and musicians. So you know, like Conan O'Brien and Tom Hanks were on there, but then also hmm. a lot of uh, lesser known comedian stuff so it's really funny but it's, it's it's nerdist in the sense that they'll talk about sci-fi and comic books and things like that occasionally because it turns out that most of these musicians and comedians and actors like that stuff for yeah. kids, you know so they all they you know like they had jack black on there recently and tenacious d which is pretty cool but the two that i heard were, were the most interesting for some reason were um interviews with david grohl of uh nirvana and foo fighters mm. and uh, tom morello and i think he was from rage against the machine these guys were really fascinating yeah I mean, they're extremely Dave bright is a very interesting guy they're, they're fascinating in the sense that they i mean they're very bright and very well spoken but their perspective on uh, on um i don't know cre- on the creative process and i don't know everything i mean even someone like me because I, I have no understanding of music right it's like you listen to someone who's talking about sports right? like i don't <laughs> no i don't really know what he, but uh i don't know i, I recommend that for anybody it's like what's dave Grohl? was he talking about like how he has his <laughs> recording studio in his basement and Invites people over and they do this, the jams. A little bit about like how unstructured, like how he learned to to play. You know, yeah. like, I guess his dad was a musician who played like a, a flutist or I call they call something. You don't actually call it a flutist. You're like a flau- flautist. Flautist. flautist or yeah, something. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that. <clears throat> and uh, you know how he just would get on the drums and just like bang away. He like like a pillow and like a he would use he'd use the pillow. He would hit the pillow and he'd have like a cardboard box. Yeah, <laughs> like he'd just sit there and that's how he learned to play. You know. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, skilled drummers are pretty awesome to see. Um, Doug, who played drums for, for Money Penny, was just amazing. He was so talented. I mean, he was the best musician in the band, actually. Really? He could just do all this, all this stuff, and you were just like, how the hell do you do that? Like, and coordinate all these different limbs so differently. A good friend of mine is a big, music, uh, big into music. I mean, he was a, I think he was a music theory, music person at uh, USC. Like, he, he would actually 
do the arrangement and production. He's really good and plays a few instruments. Mm. And so his sons do a lot of that. And uh, he was talking about how drums, because he kept telling me, he's like, you know, if, you're, if, if Colby's into drums, because he's kind of an athlete, he's like, he would be good because he's like an athletic. Yeah, yeah, kid. exactly. Yeah. Like, it, you have to be kind of athletic in a way because of the motor skills and it's so physically, um, I don't, it's, it's, it's a, such a physical activity that it, it, it kind of, it probably, now those people who are kind of athletic, tend to have a, a sort of advantage, but it also appeals to them. Yeah, right? yeah. Like banging yeah. on stuff, right? Yeah. It looks kind of funny, but of course that's what Colby likes. He likes that in guitar, but <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. But it turns out, actually, I know a lot of musicians, I all the people I know who are musicians, just randomly, or maybe it's just are a lot of musicians, but... Uh, when, it, when you say you know them, you mean personally know them? Or yeah, you've heard, no, you've not heard famous the, musicians, you but I mean people names. like you, people like you who, oh, oh, right. who had... Pursue who either pursue it professionally or pursued it professionally for a while, yeah, or whatever. It's it's interesting. I mean, how do you do you miss playing? No, I mean we we've had this discussion. Yeah, on here we've had it in like a hundred shows. Let's have a look. At no, the we fun. did. We spoke about it a lot. The yeah. last discussion show we spoke about it a little bit, and I told you the simple fact is I couldn't really sing, and I'm not really a talented songwriter. No, but I mean like playing guitar and stuff. Because didn't Georgie buy you a guitar? It's, like well, a, it's right there. But, yeah, how often do you play but, it? But here's the thing. I'm not even a talented guitar player. Like, every aspect of music just became very difficult. Very, it was, I really had to work. Okay. Like, with, with computers, right, to do, to do programming, that's just easy. It's like breathing. Well, you know, it's like people play golf. Most people are not talented at golf, and they <laughs> suck at it, but they still love it, right? right. I, mean, they, I mean, it's really difficult to be good at golf, and most people just out there, and they just... Uh, it's difficult to love something that you've, like, put so much of your soul into and been so useless at. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say they were useless. You guys were a band. You toured. You, I mean, how is that not useless? No, I know. For I mean, from from your perspective, from, so what from, you that's from my perspective. From from an outside perspective, it's like, what? Well, wait, you released an album, you have radio on television, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's not. It didn't give me fulfillment. That's funny. Like one of my, it kind of reminds me one of my uh, good buddies at the uh, gym I go to, Andre mm -hmm. Duje. He's um, he was a uh, a standout player at Loyola Marymount basketball player. And then he, he, he was one of the top five, I guess he's one of the top five guards coming out of high school in the country and heavily recruited. And, you know, he was on the track to go pro and, but he blew out his knee and so it didn't happen. He's still, you know, you know, a good player, but he was talking about like, cause the league he plays in now is like this sort of semi pro type of thing, a pro semi pro thing. And he's, and I said, well, what's the level of like, you know, that versus say like, if you want your, your division one Loyola Marymount team. The Division One basketball is really intense. I mean, these guys are amazing and uh, and gigantic, <laughs> incredible athletes. And he's like, oh, you know, he's like, these guys can play, right? And I'm like, you mean the guys that play Division One basketball can't play? You know, if you had met a, a kid or you saw a kid or someone who played, who was even on the verge of playing Division One, you'd be like, this guy's unbelievable basketball yeah, player. Yeah. I know this guy and he's and, he's and it's like, you, you know, these guys like that guy doesn't even know how to play. Like from the perspective, they don't really, they don't really know how to play. Yeah, well, it's like it's an, amazing, it's an right? exponential curve. It's an exponential. It's curve. just funny how that works, right? Like from our perspective, like for you know, I might look at someone who's a who's at a professional level who can play professional like you did. You're right at the professional level, but you you couldn't really break out to becoming a famous a famous uh, musician, right? Mm -hmm. So from the famous musicians or like someone from a David Grohl might look at you and be like, yeah, he's not really there. Whereas people who are lower down will look at you and go, wow. Yeah, well, right, exactly. But, but I mean, yeah, no, no, you, that, yes, yes, you were right about that. So you, you can't step back and go, yeah, I actually did a lot. You, you, have to, you, you can only look up and see where you didn't get to, and then that pisses you off. No, but the most annoying thing is, is that it's not about work. 
that's what's so irritating. It's not about like hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, but you, the, the hard work can take you only so far. Well, I mean, yeah, because you you need to have absolute desire and passion to do it and to give up everything else. Yeah. You know, like I wasn't willing to give up my sideline of computers that I was really good at. So if I maybe if I'd done that, if I'd have given everything up, then maybe it w- I would have been able to get there. But the people who do are there. I have a lot of natural talent. Um, by the way, if you want to listen to my stuff, go to soundcloud.com forward slash JV2222. It's not in a particularly good... Four twos? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So soundcloud.com forward slash... Why J- not three twos? I don't know. That's just Why right. did it happen to four? I'm just curious. Does that's that mean all, that's always been my login because it's never taken up. Like JV with four twos. Okay. Because like whenever I go to register on a forum or something like that. Okay. But shit, now everyone's going to start registering with JV2. Okay. So anyway, so soundcloud.com, soundcloud.com forward slash JV2222. Now don't listen to it in order. It's actually, I uploaded it in order of probably the not so good ones last. But of course, the way SoundCloud displays it, it displays all the all the not good ones first. <laughs> go to the end. So go to the end. So go work, work your way backwards. <laughs> so it wasn't until they created some empathy for you and like a musician and go, oh, yeah. okay, so this was an off day. Yeah, okay. right. I've heard this other stuff. As opposed to logging and go, wow, now I know why you're programming. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd say that. But uh, no, I mean, it's it's an interesting discussion. And, um, and the funny thing is, is, that of of fans, you know, who had seen me play at the time and seen me being a singer songwriter, they would say, "You you are so talented. You are amazing. Why would you give this up? How could you give this up?" They couldn't even envis- envision the perspective perspective that I have, which is because I'm just no good. Mm. You know, so it's you were never going to be as good as you thought you should be or wanted to. Right? Be. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's that's um, that's a, that's important thing is that you know there's always this. We see a lot of, of discussion lately about how there's, there's no such thing as talent. It's all about hard work and commitment. And it's like, that's not really true. I mean, you can overcome a lot with hard work. You can just be, but you have to have a certain basic level of talent. I mean, I don't care how much you love basketball. You're not going to play pro. You're not going to play scholarship college if you're just a decent athlete. There's no way. I don't care if you go out and play every day. No, that's right. All right. It's just, there's no way. And it's a, it's a sad truth. You know, but the, luckily, there's a lot of things in life that you can be successful at because there's more there's more capacity than say the number of positions in a professional sport right. or the number of positions that are available. I mean, there's only so many artists that can make a living as musicians. Right? How many? How many out there? A few thousand can make a really yeah, good living. No, yeah, five thousand. No, yeah, an entire world. Oh, right. I mean, I make, mean you know, like the you, beast, not, and I don't mean just like scraping by, but no, I, because you have the whole same concept as building, uh, like bootstrapping a, a web app, mm-hmm. like it, with music. So basically, the music version of bootstrapping a web app is becoming like a good local band in a town that does right. well in a town, and you have a gig like once a month, and yeah. you can earn maybe ten grand a month between the band and you're all kind of subsiding off like a cut, you know, two grand a month yeah, through, through gigging. Of, right. Yeah. 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 So that's like bootstrapping a web app and then you sell your CDs online and you do that. So, th- so there's a lot of people who are doing that. Yeah. 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 And then, I guess what I mean is like, and then you do that like- for 10 years and then what happens is you've just got so much freaking lock, lock surface area out there because you've been doing this for 10 years. You then make it. That happens to a lot of bands. They basically stay on the road. They just keep doing it for 10 years. And then all of a sudden, they're boom, no right success. And everyone's like, where the hell did these guys come from? Dude, I've been here. Don't call this a comeback. I've been, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So the, the classic example of that is Pulp. 
Um, you probably never heard. How do you spell it? P U L P. Pulp, but like it's, Pulp it, Fiction. Yeah, Pulp. Yeah, but it's an English band. But that that they were like 15 years doing that stuff, and then all of a sudden they they became really huge in Europe. But you is and just goes to show there's different levels of success, right? Yeah. You know, like Britney Spears. Wow. Well, you know, well, you I mean, Justin like, Bieber's level of success is like infinitesimally. So they look at themselves and they go, "We're kind of a joke." No one's heard of us. Like, I mean, they they could they could easily be looking up and say, "Well, we're not Nirvana, right? Or we're but, not whatever." But right? it's also about like, you know, what what do you want? I mean, this is another point. Another point, like something that was important to me about being a successful musician is like respect, right? Okay. So you know, I res- I respect John Lennon, right? I respect John Lennon and his music. Like, it's just awesome, right? Problem is, I'm never going to be able to write shit like John Lennon. Right. So that's another problem, right? It's just, it's just endlessly frustrating. It's just endlessly frustrating to never be able to do, do something do that, that you want to do. Yeah, that's how I am with like design work. <laughs> I have a I have a good enough design aesthetic that I, I, I and I can describe and I know yeah. good stuff, but I can't do what I have in my head. It drives me insane. Right, you know, it's so. Right frustrating by the way speaking of music uh, in that listening interview with david Grohl, there's a new i think a documentary he came out with called sound city mm. which looks really good um i think it's i think i saw it up at, at lemley's um, do you listen uh, to foo fighters I, I remember i know some of their songs i don't really listen to a band i listen to they're like, like that that album um i'll, I'll ever long like, yeah the I'll, old I'll, one from like no 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 but the, one mm. of the recent most recent albums has okay. some great stuff on that learning to walk again like I'll, I'll give you that okay. that track. There's there's loads of great tracks on that album. It's really good. So David Grohl is a real musician. I mean, he's a he's really good. Like really good. so, it's it's like that, that. Here's another similarity with music and programming. Um, when you first start programming, like your code is like all spaghetti and it's all like all over the place. But then you create something beautiful, like you did with Epic Night, like the final API, okay. and it's just like this beautiful, simple, classic, mm-hmm. clean thing. Well, that's the way Grohl writes his songs now. It's just like it's just broken down into just really simple kind of awesome melodic concepts. Right. And it just, it's just very simple, but clean. And and so it makes it look easy, but then when yeah. you like, it gets, it's hard. Like it's hard to really write, to, to write that stuff as well as that. Yeah. Huh. What David Morello, the guy from Rage Against Machine, did you know him? You I don't know. know him? I don't know. You him, know that no. guy? I guess he was like supposed to be a great guitarist or something. So, I don't know. That's just, I know. <coughs> so, um, yeah, so I got a few things. I got a lot of stuff, actually, because we had that two weeks Well, what off. about the fact that uh, I wasn't um, with you at Catalyst because I was ill? Dude. How was, how was the <laughs> that last... That was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my who, wingman. <laughs> who was with you? Who was with you? Nobody you, you was, was with on me. Your own. I was with me. It was brutal. <laughs> oh, man. So, you... so here's what happened. So you call me up. I'm sick. I'm dying. You're like filling out your last will and testament. You're like, you know, I think the priest was coming by and reading your last rites. Right. I mean, it was it was so I was like, all right, so I'm all alone. So here's what made matters worse. It wasn't just one new kid, three new kids oh, wow. in one session. And the problem with new kids is that you have to get them up to speed. So we haven't like um, staggered the system where it's like our, cause our system. We've done this for five months. But like if you're going to join, um, you know, we will use karate as an example. Karate class, you don't put all the new white belts in with the green belts. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. They don't can't do those things that the more advanced kids are doing, 
And so you have to stop and explain everything to him. And the green belt just sit around going, well, what, are we going to practice our stance the whole time? I mean, mm. this is stupid. They get really bored and it's frustrating. Unless you have two instructors, unless you take the white belts over here and you send the green belts off with the guy and you break up, everybody's happy. And then eventually over time, the white belts kind of converge to catching up or getting close and to what the green belts can do. And then everybody can kind of train together, <coughs> right? <coughs> so we get three new kids, but there's no Justin. There's mm. no Justin. There's no... Um, intern there's nobody helping out there's no manny there's no kevin there's you know um nothing it's just me and on top of that natalie uh they brought a laptop i forgot a power cord so the laptop wouldn't work and uh one of the kids riley comes in and he has a brand new computer but only has it's like a little laptop and it only has ie on it i mean great and then of course two other the new kids they all have that didn't have the right stuff on their machines either it's all ie so I'm like, oh, this is going to be brutal, right? So that, w- that, was, that was tough. So what I did is I said, all right, you know, first of all, I got all the th- new three kids. I put them at the front table. And I basically instructed them. And I said, everybody else, work on your challenges because everybody had challenges to do and everybody was mostly okay. And so then I, you know, I spent 15 minutes instructing the kids. I'm like, okay, here's a variable. And then what did you do about Natalie's computer? Did you give her yours? She, it was tough for Natalie. I had her um, working with Colby a little bit and I had Riley trying to work with someone else, but it was kind of a bad session for them because they didn't really have, they didn't have her own computer. What, what are yeah. you going to do? You know, I mean, and you can't, and kids don't. But you didn't have a spare one. Had mine. Yeah. Um, I had one. Oh, Natalie, yeah. so one of somebody was using mine. I can't remember. One of the kids was, one of the, one of the new kids was using mine. I don't remember, but. Yeah. Cause Natalie has been using mine a lot. So yeah, that's another coming reason in with of me own. not having that. Yeah. So I need to send an email like where I say, look, it's really important. It's like showing up to soccer practice without cleats. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You don't have cleats. You don't have shin guards. I, keep, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So Un- unless we find, unless we like do some kind of donation drive to get a bunch of like Chromebooks. Yeah. Speaking of donations, we need some, don- <laughs> we need some donations. For what? The show. We haven't got any donations in like since like 2011. Right. But but what? what <laughs> Just we, in general. <laughs> okay. Get some donations for the show. Uh, for some executive producers. Why don't you do the call? The call to action. Do the Justin call to action. Well, what, but let's, I mean, just. Are you want to donate to Catalyst? I want a reason, bus? right? I, like, so how, how about uh, donating to Catalyst to get like a couple of um, Chromebooks? It would be nice if we had an extra three or four Chromebooks. Yeah just as backup for this yeah that would be really nice because i think they're pretty light and all we need it doesn't have to it just has to be able to use chrome chrome right That's all it's we need chrome chrome is what you need that right? would be perfect that would be perfect right and they're you know they're light and, and the kids can use them and they can do the coding challenges on it so um i don't know actually right now how much a chromebook is a couple hundred bucks so 50 bucks so like they're like 249 or 199 or so something. if you you know if you are considering like I, I know a lot of listeners we will put i tell you we will put their name on the MacBook. That's I mean, the on, the, on that Chromebook. It'll have it'll be it'll be it'll like, donated you know, they, by. Donate. What's put their name? They can they can put their name on it. Like uh, yeah. Oh, we can put their picture on. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is you know like you have a computer. You know, they only do like la, uh, like servers would be like Zeus, Athena. Oh yeah, they name it after like Greek gods. There's something on planets. This is Saturday. We know how like named after. We should have, we should we should put their face and their name and just say donated by this person and then the kids yeah, can the, see the that. Udi Chromebook. Use yeah. Udi Chromebook. You use the Kevin Reagan yeah. Chromebook. You yeah. use the James. And just so yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, Macaulay, use the. Use the Kevin Riggins. Use James McGraw. <laughs> 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 I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So, we could use we could use, and that would help because that that causes a lot of um, logistical problems when we don't have enough computers, or they bring in the wrong computers and they don't have 
you know, it is just like, it's like people forget their logins and I don't know. It's just a pain. So there's a couple of points here. Firstly, <clears throat> um, if, to, to donate a Chromebook or anything to us, go to textinglive.com forward slash donate and use the new donate buttons, which look exactly like the old uh, donate buttons, but now they're donating to the, our mutual texting fund rather than into my JV multimedia account. So that's the first thing. So just go uh, textinglive.com forward slash donate. But the second thing is the way you can think of this is you've probably actually really been wanting to donate like 20 bucks a month to us just on a subscription basis. I mean, I know that that's what you've wanted <laughs> to do, right? And what we're saying is rather than you doing that thing that you want to do, just just donate, you know, like a couple of hundred bucks or how find out how much a Chromebook costs because we're, we're not or, gonna, we're not going to do that. Or hard you work don't for you. buy the Chromebook and ship it to us. That's that. Yeah, that'd be me better. Buy the Chromebook and ship it to us. There you go. See, that would that, be awesome. That would actually be the and best. And what we'll do, of all we'll do worlds. is we will put. We'll come up with a way of how we're going to put a name. At least we'll put a name on there. If not face, we'll put a name and we'll take a picture of it with the, with the names of the of the of the Chromebooks with the names. If you're going to do it, just email us and we'll email email you back with an address. Okay. Okay. All right. Is so um, so send so send an email to a podcast at um and we will send you an address. There you that go. would be better to donate a Chromebook. But if you, if you can't afford an entire Chromebook, if that's a little beyond your budget, if it's if you know if you know if you just want to donate towards the cause, then you can just donate the money. But if you're a you know successful uh, entrepreneur slash big time consultant, yeah, you want to help the kids. It's for the kids. <laughs> for the kids, right? All right, okay. <laughs> All okay, right, so cool. anyway, that's enough for that. So the other thing I want to say about Catalyst um, is uh, I'm almost done. I built a, uh, like a question-answer drill system, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I got that working. So now I just need to integrate it with the site so that we can create like questions and answers on, say, while loops or arrays or whatever, and then the kids can like go through them just like programming challenges. And go answer ten, you know, or, or so questions on arrays. Does that make sense? Hmm. So, like, you know, here's a loop. What is the what on line seven? What does the value of i need to be changed to in the condition less than x to you know do this to have this output or whatever things like that? So they can they can sort of get the reinforcement they need because a lot of times what they do is they forget forget stuff. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You're thinking you're getting distracted? No, no, no. I'm I'm just taking notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> like all of a sudden, like you're like I'm worried about something. Like, what are you doing? So, um, I'm gonna try and have that integrated. What's my big thing for this weekend is I need to integrate that, and I need to move over, um, the uh, the co- the Catalyst Coder IDE from because right now it's split between two sites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna move it onto the VPS I created for it, and the you know the Node.js and PHP stuff, and I get it all integrated in one. So that's my big project for the weekend. See, I'm just noticed that you were scrolling your um thing, your iPad with the keyboard. How mm-hmm. how's that working? Is it because the cursor's inside the text? Yeah. Or does it, or can you actually just scroll the screen? No, it's just like because the cursor's in here. Oh, oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> they should have that. They should have it so that it like touches the screen down and up and down or something like mimics that. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, I'm pretty. I was pretty excited about the. Uh, <clears throat> About the um, the Q and A, the Q and A. So one yeah. of the things that I, I I work on is is like, does it have a good design? I mean, it's basic. <laughs> I mean, like I just spent a lot. Is it of time driving there. you insane? The design? No, it's not that bad. It's not like texting website, website bad. The, uh, I mean, no, it's like <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's like an offense to the to to my senses. <laughs> Why don't we just just like get get a 
you know, like just look for some templates. I don't, well, to do it, feel free. Okay, go for it. Would I you? Mean, would just spend like fifty bucks on a template? I maybe, yeah, yeah, we could do that. We've had money donated for that, so yeah, but All right. you know, we got to do something. I mean, <laughs> You've it's, been it's, it's saying like, <laughs> that for three years. <laughs> I know that's that's why I don't want to talk about it anymore because we keep talking about it. We don't do anything. All right, okay. Um, go on, you got anything else? I got a lot of stuff. Well, you better because so, we we only have half an hour left. Really? Yep. Wow. Um, so we just did a, uh, uh, an Uber hackathon oh, nice. on uh, Thursday. So there's a hackathon, uh, Amos, um, his buddy of mine up at, up at Uber, um, set it up where, so one of the challenges or the, uh, I think that we're facing with the dispatch system, a challenge we're facing is that, uh, one of the calls that you need to make from your phone, essentially is you're looking for a drive, the nearest driver, mm-hmm. right? So you need to search the space of all of, of all drivers, like who, who are the closest drivers available mm-hmm. to me, right? That's an expensive call because if you have 600 or a couple thousand cars in a city, like I think in New York's going to have like 15,000 cars, you have all the taxis on, and you have to search for that in some way. You can't do like a like a just a generic just brute force search and calculate like have use it calculate the distance using the Haversine formula, um, and because we're getting at peak times we're getting a hundred requests per second. Do you see how it would be bad if you had fifteen thousand cars? Yeah, I mean, a lot. It's a lot. I can. You can see that's that's a lot. So um, not really. Not really. <laughs> I can't. I don't. No, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. What I don't understand why it's a difficult problem. Okay, so because you, because I, let me just give you a solution, and, I, and then you tell me why that solution can't okay. work. Because okay. if I if I just had a flat a flat table, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That flat table basically has car ID, and it has the latitude and longitude of yep. each car, mm-hmm. and then I just do a search, like it could search that flat table in in a second. Okay, and, and just return the latitude right. Longitude. Okay, so let's say the second. So if you get a hundred requests per second. You need a hundred computers, right? But okay, so it's it's an issue of scale, basically. Right. The, the, well, that's the, why the it's scaling. Scale. Yeah, that's okay, what I'm talking right, about. Yeah, it's a scaling yeah. issue. How do yeah. we how do we make this thing go an order of magnitude higher, two orders of magnitude higher? Yeah. How can we be able to search? How can we get one box to be able to say handle five thousand requests per second or something? So anyway, everybody broke off into individuals or individuals teams, and um, one guy. Evan, he found some C, C++ libraries, some nearest neighbor libraries, apparently really fast. So he was going to build, he was going to build the whole thing in C++. He was going to use like an, uh, like an HTTP server library and combine it with, with, um, with that and, and, and with, with the nearest neighbor library. And apparently that has some really good performance. And uh, Amos, I think, used Postgres because they have like a geospatial search built into it. Mm-hmm. And then storing, I guess you can... <clears throat> Postgres, you can put a lot of it in RAM, so you don't have to hit the hard disk. So that's that was. I think that up to like 500 requests per second mm-hmm. on, on four cores. I think that's what Amos told me. And then um, David and the line found some. I think it was like an N Terry tree algorithm they found the code for, and they were implementing that. Well, you know what I did. No. What do I do? What, what, what would I do? So it's, every, it's funny. It's like everything's totally representative of their personality, right? Oh, and Jeremy, the DevOps guy, you know, writes some, used some algorithm he, he wrote, and then he found, and he wrote some C code, you know. I don't know. You did some crazy node thing. I built on scratch. So I built, built, I built scra- on scratch. I built my own. I invented, some JavaScript I invented my own algorithm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, so what I did is I had created this, uh, this concept <clears throat> for this algorithm, um, which I was calling an adaptive matrix. And where say latitude is like your uh, 
your y and longitude is your your x. Um, yeah, your x-axis. And let's say we divide it. And let's say we we have this box. We draw we draw a square, and let's say it's a city like San Francisco, and then we put our ten thousand drivers on that map randomly randomly distributed, right? So you say, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to slice it into four quadrants. And each quadrant will have, will be like a, we'll call it a cell, will have, you know, randomly, since random, roughly a quarter of the drivers. But then if there are, if there are cells that have more than a certain number of cells, a threshold, then we divide that cell into quarters again, and quarters again. And then you have a tree. And so then, and so, and so the parent will have its children, its child quads, you know, quadrant, yeah. right? And then it quad, so it can go all the way down. So that way, you never have over a certain number in a certain cell or, or bucket or however you want to leaf yeah so um that was the concept i had so i was i was playing around with it and then i called guy because guy is my uh, graphics coprocessor he's a human graphics coprocessor <laughs> so so let me just to, cl- to clarify basically <clears throat> you're looking at all the cars on the road mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. and you're saying whoever what so so you have like one system that looks at the plots of all the cars and whatever however many cars are there it splits it up into it, it basically does like a bubble sort split but if there's if there's more cars uh so the threshold is i don't like a maximum of 10 cars per cell let's say sure. that's, that's okay. the threshold right so you split it up into four as long as there's 10 cars and, in and, cell, and, they're, and they're plotted on this grid by their latitude longitude latitude. that's where they show up on this right. on this plane but but yeah but but but, <laughs> base, space. but basically it's as simple as in an array these four car ids are yeah, that's right. in, in cell that's one. right yeah that's right that's right and, but but then you, you run this thing like once every two seconds or once every one second, you basically look at all the cars and you put it in there. And so then you just map each of those endpoint arrays to latitude, longitude. That's right. That's genius. And then you can get like 5,000 a second. I guess. But that's what we're trying to do. So that's yeah. so, okay. so very it, nice. It's tricky because they're edge cases because what you want to do is like because you're constantly, cars are moving from one cell, they're getting constantly getting updated like 5,000, 6,000 updates per second. So at the very baseline, you have to be able to do 1,000 queries per second. And five to and six thousand updates per second. So you you need to rebuild your cell structure five thousand times a second, two thousand. Yeah, about five thousand times a second. The the way that your cell yes. plotting thing. Right, you need he needs, needs to update. He needs to be able to handle that. Wow. And it needs to be able to query a thousand times a second. That's the baseline. That's just like that's just your enter. That's just anti to get into the game. But that's two different concepts. Building building no, it's, cells. It's just two constraints. You got to satisfy both. No, but what I'm saying is building the cells, that's one piece of problem. Mm-hmm. And then querying that data is another piece of the problem. That's right. Right. And you got to balance them because you could optimize for one or the other and it's going to suck. Like, wow, it's great I feel like the querying is not the hard part. The, 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 basically, querying is easy because you're just hooking into array indexes. <clears throat> um, it's the building the cell that's the, that's the challenging, challenging thing. Well, the query is like you have to... Okay, so here's the thing though. All right. So uh, yeah, this is for our... Because, you know, this is for this us. This is our deep geek segment. This <laughs> yeah. is deep geek. Because I know some of our listeners are like, ah, it's too technical for me. But some of them are like, they really like the deck. Yeah. So we're just going to a little deep geek for a second. So the, the, the thing is, is that if I go into one square, I could be at the corner of the square, right? So I could find, let's say, I, let's say that each quest requires eight, eight return, the eight closest mm-hmm. that have a certain status. Because each, each car can have a status of open, on trip, dispatch, dispatch pending, whatever. And you can also have things like a vehicle view, like a vehicle ID, whether it's an SUV or a town car or, or an Uber X, like a Prius. And uh, so the other criteria. So not everyone satisfies it. Mm. Just because you go into the right bucket, you could also be, they could, every one in that bucket could be on a trip. Or you could be down at the corner, in which case the closest one are in the buckets around you. 
So what you have to do is you have to grab how many can I get from the circle within that bucket, find the guy who's the furthest away, and then I have to find out how far the closest side to me is. And if that closest side is further than the furthest driveway and I get enough to satisfy, I'm done. If not, I gotta I gotta go and, and, and come do a top down and, and I have to kind of so find sort the of buckets going, around me. Going from where you are and looking doing a little circle around the yeah. the current cell. Yeah, but we just go stop at that because that can get a little tricky because it's totally um, you know, there's different number of, uh, of 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 depth to each to the tree, to each branch. Mm-hmm. So you can we just go back to the top and then go straight down. So we have to do a search. So what I found is like with 100,000 cars on average, when I, I sort of was tuning it a little bit yesterday, I think like around 12 cars per bucket or per cell was optimal. It would, and search on average, about 300 cars. So we'd have to calculate the distance for 300 cars. Right. Now it's still, I still need to tune it, but it would take, um, it, it looks like it's taking a couple milliseconds for a query, which is too slow. So I, we need to get this faster. So I'm going. So I, I called in Guyon. I called in the big guns to help me out on this because Guyon, <laughs> Guyon is is just super talented right. at algorithms. So like whenever I te- whenever I face like an extraordinarily challenging technical problem, I know who to call. I'm like Guyon, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Give me a call because he's the uh, big Guyon. What? I was just saying the big guy instead yeah, of the big gun. The big gun, right. So, right. so and someone had asked me who's Guyon. So a little background. So Guyon, just to re- quick recap, is a friend of mine lives in Norway. He's a, he's actually a Kiwi. Um, and a few years ago moved from England to Norway. So he I, I initially got to know him because I hired him as a contractor to help me on Prezo back in two thousand five. Mm-hmm. And he we worked with him Prezo for like a year and a half, two years, maybe more maybe two two, two and a half years. And then we we worked on side projects and worked on App Ignite together and we just tend to work together you know, like an hour most days of the week. And a lot of consulting work that I get um, you know, if I'm too busy, I'll just stay here to take this project. Or if not, or if it's not the whole project, we'll div- divvy it up and say, hey, why don't you do this piece and I'll do that piece. And uh, just because we're good friends and he's, a, you know, extremely talented. Um, mm-hmm. It works out really well. So anyway, I brought him in this. We worked on this together and he he definitely brought some magic um, to, the, uh, to, uh, to the concept. So you have know, an adaptive geospatial quadrant. <laughs> That's what it is. So we'll see how it does. But it was pretty, it was pretty fun to do. And I think Oh, the thing I was going to say is, in addition to the search, the how you update stuff. So, like, anytime uh, you have more, you know, because every time you get an update, a car can move from one cell to another. It's latitude, longitude changes, right? It's driving. So, it's going to move to another cell. So, as soon as you get too many uh, drivers per particular cell, then you need to split it into four and then put, and put all of its drivers into its children, to its mm-hmm. child. And if... If if one leaves a bucket, you need to check and see all of its siblings. How are you see, getting to the? Oh, let me just finish this. Yeah. So and and then if if it leaves the cell, then you need to check its siblings and say, <clears throat> do we together in aggregate have enough to? Are we under the threshold? If not, then we need to merge and then give it all the parent. When you do your original <laughs> query, you have the lat and the long, right? Mm-hmm. And so the lat and the long, you're looking into basically a hash array structure and plucking out things based on the lat and the long, right? Is that correct? The lat. Uh, I'm sorry. Say it again. So the, the the person's there with the phone. They're saying, yeah. "What cars are near me?" So yes, they submit. They the only information you have about them is their latitude and their longitude. Yeah, and like their ID and rating. Right, their ID. Stuff. Okay, but, yeah, but right. the important thing status. is the latitude and longitude and status. Are they open or on trip? Yeah. Because if you're driving yeah. somebody, you're not available for me to dispatch to. No, right? no, I'm I'm the customer. Right. Right. I'm the customer. I'm not driving somebody because right. I'm a customer. Okay. So the only thing, and I'm the one who's looking at all the. Oh, cars. I have your location. Yes. Yeah, I, so I have like a nearest cab guys. Where are you? It's my latitude and longitude. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So for your system, the only query thing you need is latitude and longitude, right? No, because I also need. You may be looking for SUVs 
or you may not care. Like I'll take anything, or you may only want a town car. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. So that's okay. And you but, can also say I only want uh, drivers that have at least a, a star rating of four and above. But the top line thing that you need yeah. is the latitude and longitude to then pluck it to go into the tree. Right. That's correct. Yes. So my question is, how are you converting that latitude and longitude into a place in the in the tree? Um. So you know. So the so the the think of think of the x axis is the longitude and the yeah. y axis is latitude. Yeah. Um. And it's just we, we divide it up by latitude and longitude. So what's the max latitude and longitude for the city in the range? So you are going to be plotted in there. So I'm dividing things up by latitude and longitude. No, but so what I mean is how are you plucking that out of the array? Like, Oh, well, I just go to the root level. It's like a tree. Yeah. And I go, okay, are you in San Francisco? Yes, you're inside our, our bounds. And then I go, well, where are you? And I compare you against, um, so I have four children. Yeah. Are you below or above my midpoint? Oh, you're below? So then you're, then you're at, uh, the, you know, in your... Uh, Above my latitude lanto, then you're a number three. Okay, so three. so I've got an optimization suggestion four. for you. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you can you can map out the array structure, the actual array structure, and I don't know what how you can do this, but I'm I just believe mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it's just the theoretical possibility. Mm-hmm. The actual latitude and longitude, you can actually map out the array structure based on those numbers. Oh, we do, we do. So latitude, longitude, just basically on a comparison, turns into an index. We add the two indexes, and you're in the, it's a one dimensional array. Okay. Yeah. That's, so we that's, that's that. what I'm saying. So, so that's how you pluck it out of the array. Yes. Cool. Yeah. So it's fast. <clears throat> Not to say that there aren't some improvements that we can make. So I think God and I are going to try some different things today. But it was super fun. So I was just, yeah. So I stayed up. It was funny. So I couldn't spend the time that everybody else could. Now, all these guys are all day, and there was they were like, I had my I had a I had to let's see what I had to do. I had like a pick about hour for school, and then I had an HOA board meeting, and then I had my soccer game, and then I tore my hamstring <laughs> i come back at like 10 30 so i'm like okay i can get started in this thing and um so i worked on it to about 1 30 they're all like ordering pizza and stuff so i, I ate my um i ate my frozen pizza because <laughs> 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 i'm on skype with a <laughs> frozen pizza but they all stay up all night long you know and i'm like hit 1 30 and i'm like i'm done guys i'll see you in the morning yeah so then i woke up and they're all like i think blurry eyed and just blown out how many queries a second does your wonder? Like, is yours the fastest so far or no? I don't know. I mean, I heard some crazy numbers from Evan about his C++ nearest neighbor library, but he yeah. didn't build the entire HTTP server. He's just running through a, an, some big list. Yeah. And I was writing micro se- things quoted microseconds. Wow. So I don't know if that's true or not. Mine's still in millis- like, you know, a couple milliseconds. Yeah. But, you know, maybe if Guy and I can do some tuning and we can get this thing down sub millisecond. But this is on a single core. I don't know how many cores he's running. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And ours is a note. And it's running on my three-year-old iMac. They may be running it on the EC2 instance of the big, you know, the big, uh, more powerful system. Sweet. So it's hard to say. But uh, that was kind of cool. So then <laughs> yesterday afterwards, um, Colby comes up to me and he's like, I was kind of trying to figure out what I was spending more time on. It. And uh, Sandy's like, well, I'm going to take the kids to go see Wreck-It Ralph at the $2 theater. <laughs> and Colby comes running. He's like, Dad, I want you to come. So I'm like, I guess I'm done. <laughs> I guess that's it for the day. <laughs> so we went to. Oh, the only thing I was going to say about the ha- um, the uh, the hackathon is that they extend it till Sunday, so I have the weekend to kind of run some more tests on it. Oh, good. Because it was supposed to end yesterday. I but- like that concept though. Basically, and what what prize do you get? Like no no prize. I, I just- don't know. I think it's just bragging rights. Yeah, bragging rights. Okay. I don't right. know if anyone's doing prize. At least I'm not aware of one. But. Uh, you know, it's just, it just, you can have a lot of people try a lot of different solutions. Have people sitting around arguing and waving their arms there. Well, you know, C is going to be faster. Well, you know, yeah. Postgres is going to be Just well, try it. Let's try, just try it. it. Let's see. See who, who it's wins. It's like Kaggle and the Netflix yeah. competitions. It's like, you know, yeah, the, you sense. never know. And, and 
you know, it's just try a bunch of stuff. And plus it allows people to kind of like get their voice heard. Yeah. Right. If you think you have a better idea rather than arguing around a room, just go build it and prove it. That's faster, mm-hmm. you know? And, and because everybody has different personalities and different strengths and different technologies they're comfortable with, people are going to use completely different approaches, which is what you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want five people using the re- reddest geospatial. So it's just like evolutionary strategy. Right. It was very, it's like genetic algorithms. Mm, yeah. So then, anyway, I would say we went and saw the um, Wreck It Ralph afterwards. And I was recommend that is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, maybe that was just what I needed after being completely blown out of Nagathon. And my brain was only half turned on. But for like those, um, like our animation films. Yeah. That's good. If you have kids, I'd, I'd, I'd uh, highly recommend Wreck It Ralph. Do they have adult jokes in there as well? Yeah, it was a perfect example. It has that kind of yeah. like, you know, the kids stuff's over the kid's head and, and stuff. But <laughs> it is really, really well done. So, um, Another thing I want to talk about, um, God, there's so much going on. Um, the uh, so Upverter is going to come. It looks like they're going to come down to the Pasadena Science Technology Expo June first mm. uh, to do a hackathon here, a hardware hackathon for the kids. Oh, great! So Upverter was um, we had them like a recent interview, yeah, two twenty three or something. Two twenty three, yeah, yeah. So they have a. What Averter does, if you haven't listened to the show, um, is they you can they build a system where you can design and simulate um, uh, electronic schematic uh, mm-hmm. yeah for design electronics. It's like an AutoCAD for circuit board design, circuit design, and you can also lay out the the the, um, the printed circuit board, and you can also send it off to have it manufactured. And they're a YC company, so they're they're so they're going to come down. Um, in June first, it looks like because I I, remember I I told you I met with the guy who's the director of STEM education for Pastina Education yeah. Foundation. Uh, name's Eric Dreyer, a really cool guy. So I got them in contact and kind of set it up. And I talked with um, Zach from Upward last week. So they come down. I think he's probably going to stay with me for a couple of days while we do it. And because I think we'll do Catalyst, we're going to do some Catalyst workshops there right. for that day. It's a okay. one day event over at um, Pasadena City College. Cool. So do you think that uh, I mean, what what's the exact time and date? June first, eight pe- to five. Do people have to uh, pay pay to get there, or is it free? No, it's free. So JPL will be there. Idea Lab's going to be there. Hmm. You know, I mean uh, Caltech. Um, maybe I, I try. I told them to get Applied Minds as well. That's like Danny Hillis of Thinking Machines fame. So I think they have a lot of interesting stuff. They're going to have a big robot competition, right? Different kind of workshops. And I told them I said we'll do Catalyst. You know. While we're there, we'll have a catalyst for new kids or something. So I'll do catalyst. You'll do catalyst, and I'll go off to hang out. So <laughs> this, oh, I, I get it. So you're telling me that I'm booked. <laughs> okay, you're booked, no. June first. Oh, this is my book. You're booked. Yeah, that's right. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Thanks. Yeah. And if Udi's in town, you're booked too. <laughs> okay. Kevin Regan, you're booked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think it'd be really. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I know the kids Ruby guys were there last year. Okay. Um, so. Cool. And. So I'm fl- I'm actually Y Combinator and Upverter are hosting a hackathon on February 23rd up in uh, Mountain View, and I'm extending my my weekend my three day trip to a four day trip up to my my regular one month visit to Uber. Yeah. So I'm going to spend an extra day and go and do their hardware hackathon. Great. I called Zach and I'm like, dude. <laughs> like, do I know enough to be in this thing? I'm like, I know the basics of circuits, but I really don't know much. And he's like, well, you'll be at the lower end of knowledge. I'm like, well, good thing I'm not the upper end of knowledge because not much would get built if that's the case. <laughs> I'm like, well, can I, do I even know enough to participate? I mean, can you put me on a team where I can just kind of hang out and learn a little bit? Yeah. And, and, and you know, I don't want to get anyone's way, but. Can I work with you, Zach? <laughs> yeah, no, right. I don't know. So, I mean, I haven't decided whether I might just go up there and hang out and socialize and, and or, or actually 
kind of be on a team and be kind of like their their bench player. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, sort of this, okay. <laughs> but I thought it'd be kind of uh, fun to be at Hardware Hackathon and and see what it's like. And cool. I think um, Peter Christensen, listener to the show, uh, who I've met in uh, a couple times in person, he's um, he actually emailed me about it. I think he's going to do it too. And I think I'm I'm going to suck uh, Amos into it from Uber. I'm like, Amos, you want to do a hard hackathon? He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> when he finds out it starts at 8 a.m., <laughs> I think he's going to be too excited. Well, so, well, so how long is it for? Starts at eight and what? Eight to ten at night. Oh, well, I think so dinner day. and presentation are like seven to eight, and like eight to ten is like drinking, socializing. But, but I got to catch a flight out of there at ten fifteen, so I'm up to split. Like but do you 30. actually get to create the hardware on the day? I mean, because you're there with the Alberta guys, and they actually can print it out, kind of thing. Well, no, because it sends off to manufacturer. I think some people. He said, "Can I ask him about that?" He's like, "You know," he said, "He said we've had some hackathons where it's mostly simulation. We've had some people who actually built stuff. We've had mm. some teams that come in and they've already been working on something. We have some that are just thrown together. So it's going to be a range. Okay, it's just an opportunity for people to go in there and mess around." some stuff and see if the two then come up with so it's not like it's a real you know competition where people are like training for it and, yeah you yeah. know i mean you know, if someone like me can do it i mean it's not it's yeah. not it's pretty open but that that's i think it's pretty i'm pretty excited about it cool so um i'm sorry to blast you through stuff but you, you know when we take a week off all right you have anything because i have a few more things i want to cover real quick i no, i'm, I'm good i'm go, go for it we've got like in theory 15 minutes left oh, so you need to go half fast so I was I was interviewed by the Huffington Post last week. Right. Yeah, you were saying. You told me offline you were telling me. Yeah, so they um see if you can find the quote. See if you can find the quote. It's on um it's uh I, I, I cut and paste it to you. It's on Skype a week oh, ago. Okay. So I was contacted by one of the writers from the Huffington Post. They they were he wanted some he was kind of contact people in the field of the high frequency trading world about this story. There's a story going on about how the Department of Labor, how they release the statistics, labor statistics, an hour early to the wire services, Reuters, Dow Jones, and uh, Bloomberg. They release it to those wire services an hour before they release it to the public. And there's an hour, one hour embargo so that those those companies can write, their or journalists can write up articles putting the statistics in context. Yeah. Right? So it just comes out. Um well, it turned out there that Dow Jones and Reuters were releasing their information one second early to um, select clients, select institutions. Mm-hmm. And Nanex uh, wrote an article about how they saw a flurry of trades like 400 milliseconds before. And uh, so, but the Department of Justice dropped, I guess, an investigation because they felt like there was no evidence that parties could profit on that kind of information with only a, a second of lead time. And so you want to hear my quote? You have my quote? No, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll read your quote. So okay. I'm reading your quote directly from HuffingtonPost.com. <laughs> okay. Okay. So basically, um, he's making his point, and in, halfway down the article, he, he goes to open quotes. Jason says, I don't know how they could argue that having the information out a second before couldn't make a difference, said Jason Roberts, a software consultant in Los Angeles who spent most of the past decade building trading systems. Open quotes. It's like saying you don't know how much speed is part of the NFL. Right. Close quotes. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Because, you know, people don't understand how it'd be. I mean, they, 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 they had a few quotes from other people who were saying this posture, of course, it's a big deal. But I guess by making that analogy, I added a little color to the to the article. I mean, it's, you know, because I, I was I had a more elaborate analogy. But basically, like, look, if I if we're playing NFL 
and I have an, a, a receiver who can run a 4.3 second 40 yard dash, and your fastest guy can run maybe a 4.5 or 4.6, you're done. I'm just going to send my guy downfield. That's our whole play. And I'm like, oh, we're going to send you downfield, and I'm just going to throw it to you. And there's nothing they can do about it because mm-hmm. you're just going to run right past them. Mm-hmm. And that's why speed is important. If you're not as fast as me, I can kill you. You know, and, and it's in sports, and just as in trading, speed kills. And until that, de- until the, uh, the the other t- the opposing team goes and signs a guy who's just as fast to cover my receiver, we're gonna have we're gonna you know take him to the woodshed. Then they can get a fast guy, and then I got to come up with a fancy offense, and then they're gonna counter with a fancy defense, and it's just like a you know. So you're on eleven. When speed is in the equation, you're not on a level playing field. But once speed is not in the equation, then you're level. You've got to work on strategy. You work on strategy, right? And that's what I said. Because then I was telling him, I said, look, you know, I mean, it's, it's right. When you get speed and cost structure, those things are even out. Then it comes down to the complexity of the models, mm-hmm. whether it's an, where you're talking about your offensive and defensive strategy in sports or you're talking about your trading model. Because you're, you're, you're not only guessing what's happening in the market, you're guessing what the other participant or your opponents are going to do. And, and bo- in both cases, it's a zero-sum game. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, that was kind of neat. That was yeah. kind of funny thing. Um, it was funny too. A couple of friends of mine emailed me. They happened to read it without me telling about it, and they're, they're kind of shocked. They're like, "What?" <laughs> so, well, you know, it's funny. He, he, the way he, I'm like, "Well, how do you find me?" Right? Yeah. I mean, like, what? And he's like, "Yeah, I was just browsing. I was searching on the web." Just so about that, high frequency trading. Yeah, it was just about that one article I wrote. Why I quit algorithmic trading to web startups. I get so many freaking emails. And that didn't even do well on Hacker News, that article. No, we got somebody, it got the, it got the Hacker News slapped down. Somebody yeah. with a, some, some moderator said, I, I don't like algorithmic trading or that's not on topic. And so they smacked yeah. up the front page after being there for 15 minutes. But it took off in other areas. Yeah. So, I mean, I got like 20 points or something and then it was done. So, I don't know. It was just funny, funny how that worked. Well, actually, I got, um, so, uh, you know, my um, Anatomy of an HTML5 app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that did that did pretty well on Hacker News, and it's but I think it's been posted in a few different places. Actually, I, I was there. There was some blog that I saw, some video blog that I saw it on, mm-hmm. and a couple of guys, you know, like a like a Techzilla kind of thing, mm-hmm. and they were like, "So th- this, you know, to start off this week's show, we're talking about Justin Vincent, who did I don't know, you know." <laughs> so that was really funny, right? Um, but anyway, oh, cool. uh, I got contacted by this company who are building like um, I don't know, like like a an online mobile software where you can order from all these different restaurants and stuff and they you know what i mean like yeah. you can order pizza or you yeah. can order whatever so anyway they contacted me and they said look we really like what you're doing like it's really awesome we wonder if you could help us so i took a leaf out of your book i said look i can't help you guys because i'm like really busy i can't take on project i can't take on project but you know what I, i'm i'm happy to consult for 200 bucks an hour so just give me a shout and Exactly the same thing. They email back, sure. I'm like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was supposed to mean I don't really have time for yeah. this. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man, I didn't really mean I had to. <laughs> I mean 500 bucks an hour. <laughs> not available. Because <laughs> you, you think, well, if I had $200, okay, maybe I'll do it. But then you realize, oh, now you get all the stress. Cause, right. Oh, now I have to like. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, well, congratulations. I I think. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I'll just I'll just do like an hour. I won't I won't go. Over. Yeah, I kind of limit down. I have like three different clients that pay me that rate for pure consulting, and it's it's really limited. I mean, you're talking a few hours here and there, yeah. five or ten hours a month, maybe. I mean, it's nice. I mean, well, actually, I didn't even that much. Maybe it's 
one client's maybe like I've done like five hours with them in a month. Mm, that's you know, that's the, great. Another client sounds will be pretty good. Something like that. Five hours. Five hours. Yeah. Well, at that rate it starts to add up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it goes right into the college fund. <laughs> so um, let's see. I'll, I know we're gonna have time, so I want to. There's a couple of things I wanted to cover here because otherwise, um, yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, got the. As you okay, well, obviously you know this, but we should talk about the show. So my secret project, oh yeah, got the logo designed, and you helped. I did. You flipped it. You said that cool logo. You're like, well, why don't you flip it? <laughs> and then we flipped it, and I said, why don't we make it a lighter gray so it had a contrast with the logo type? And it was like magic. I think really nice. I think is magic. It's a great logo. In fact, I showed it to Georgie, and uh, she said that is a very cool logo, and. Um, we had just designed the Digidoo logo as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of jealous of your logo. Now, the Digidoo logo is perfect for, mm-hmm. what, we're, for what we're trying to do. Yeah. But what you're doing, you, you can kind of afford to have something that's really slick. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a really slick clothing brand, your logo, which basically could never work for Digidoo. But I'm just basically jealous of, of how <laughs> slick the logo is. I emailed Scotty. <laughs> so the guy who designed it was Scotty Jackson. He's, he's the same guy who did uh, AnyFoo, the AnyFoo character for us. Super nice guy. He is the nicest, most positive guy you ever talked to in your life. He lives in Ireland, right? Or is he Ireland? Uh, no, he lives in, I think it's Wales. He also did the tweet board, um, the tweet board logo. And you know, which I think is like mm-hmm. just awesome. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Tweet, tweetboard.me. Yeah, he's great. He's and so good at just doing stuff. He, he he did all the characters on the bag check, which was bought by Twitter. Yeah, and he's fantastic. I mean, the 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 I think his normal rate is for a logo. He'll charge about six hundred fifty pounds. That's about a thousand bucks. Yeah, something like that. yeah. For, he gave me a little discount because you know I'm a bootstrapper doing this on my own. It wasn't like um, but so I think you know, and we didn't go many rounds on it. Like we got got it really quickly it was mm-hmm. me like 500 bucks 550 bucks i think that's great i mean it's a really it's a really nice logo so when are you going to unveil this secret project i'm hoping week maybe week and a half okay i'm like that close i'm not making any promises we'll see i've been <laughs> the catalyst like this week i'm spending all week working on catalyst so i can't yeah. work on it yeah okay and um unfortunately and of course the, the uber hackathon you know i just have a ton of stuff going on but um are you using it yet no i haven't used it no okay yeah no it, it's not it's not that done yet. It's it's pretty close, but it's not there. But getting a logo done was nice. I he, I think I'm gonna have um, Scotty also help me with the um, with the design of the site. Well, that I'm really interested to see what he comes up with. Yeah, I'm too. I might just start with a home page or like the main page. Mm-hmm. Just see how that goes. I mean, I don't have a ton of money to spend on it. Um, you know, so I mean, it's not like I'm gonna go out and spend four or five grand on it. So I got to keep it kind of limited. Yeah. Um, but Scott, his by the way, his um, URL is iamscotty.com. Right. And uh, so if you want any kind of logo or character design, I, I would highly recommend um, send him in a send him an email. Um, you know how you would talk about, you know, this is a, to- a topic. It's like if you, it's like people say, well, I, w- I want to, you know, be a consultant or I want to make a name for myself saying consulting work. And one suggestion I've had is like you want to pick an up and coming technology before it, re- before it achieves yeah. that sort of tipping point. Because once it's a tipping point, that means a lot of people already know it. And a lot of people already know it means you got a lot of competition for consultants, right? You want to hit it before then. So you want to like kind of, as best you can, kind of predict like what's going to take off and what's not. So once stuff starts to break out of like the, you know, the lab and is like picking up some momentum and the right kind of people who are talking about it, like this is something we might use. And, uh, and it was Node.js like a year and a half ago. 
I mean, even Node.js is still pretty early, but it's not. There's plenty of people out there know it. But if you if you knew Node like a year and a half ago, I mean. So what do you think the new one is? Go. Oh, go. Yeah. I think I think I th- as we keep talking about a lot of Uber. I keep hearing a lot. I think Go. Hardly anybody knows it. But I think if you started playing around with Go, built some sample projects, put them up on GitHub, wrote a series of articles, tutorials, talking about how to do Go, how to do that. I mean, then, what's the thing about Go? What's so good about it? Um, I think it's just kind of a, it. I mean, I don't know it very well, you know, so I don't want to like <laughs> pretend that I'm a Go expert. I've just read a couple articles about it, but it looks to me like kind of uh, it's like a server side language. So it's not like if you merge C and um, and Python. Hmm. So you still have like things like pointers and stuff. It looks like, but things are more are managed a little better. It's not nearly as hard, and uh, have as many ways that you can you know hang yourself like C plus plus does. Yeah. But in so it's a little, it, but it's a little looks like it's a little trickier um, than Python, but super fast. Not as fast as C, but in the ballpark. Hmm. So and it's apparently it's really built for multi-threading and uh you know and distributed systems and things like that so i think go is uh is going to be an up-and-comer I, so i would recommend if anyone's out there thinking like oh i want to start consulting that's kind of hardcore then it's going to be it's a well, real hardcore tech well I, yeah i mean it i don't know if you know python or you know ruby or something and you're like well i'm a ruby developer it's like well there's a ton of ruby developers now 2007 you were you were unique you know but uh now it's not it's not it's harder to make a name for yourself um so anyway, that's, I just want to throw that out there. Um, Can I? I just want to say something yeah. that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, there's a company called Zerigo, um, and they have a DNS service. So Z, that's z e r i g o dot com. So you can basically put your you can host your DNS with these guys. Now, there's I think there's a few companies that do this, but the, the point I want to get to is that they have like an, a REST API accessing to their dns servers really and that's kind of cool because what it means is it means that you can basically just tweak what you did the way let's say for example your new secret project right Mm -hmm. and you you wanted to set up a situation where you wanted to set up a hundred percent you know failover Mm -hmm. right it would be really easy for you to do that because basically you just put it on one server that's in a completely different location Mm-hmm. right and you to to the i don't know whether you're on rackspace but let's say you put one server on amazon one server on rackspace if anything weird happens you have like a third party server that's that's doing the script that's pinging and seeing if it's up and if it's not up it just hooks in via the rest api changes where the domain name points to right and points to the other system that's very cool what's it called uh zerigo z-e-r-i-g-o z-e-r-i-g-o yeah zerigo.com yeah so I th- and it's, it's pretty cheap you know it's pretty cheap um uh, and but they also do other very cool things which is um that they basically have like that world load balanced um dns kind of system mm-hmm, right so they uh it's good dns anyway i just it's, that was something there's worth. no single point of failure i've been thinking about that for, for plugio and also for digidoo well it's nice to outsource or use these other specialized services on the right. web because they're so inexpensive. It's like using Mailgun or, you know, or something. You oh, know. Talking about outsourcing, I have to mention something that I did with Plugio, okay. which has changed the whole way that RSS works. Uh-huh. So you know how Plugio, you can plug in RSS feeds and it'll pull down those feeds and then you can right. write, you, it's like a CMS system where you can review stories. So right. there's a couple of thousand um, feeds that people have in Plugio. And RSS passing is like, such you know a, a processor intensive thing right right mm-hmm. so it's been bugging me for years and it's just like 
I u- I've been using this class called SimplePy, like PHP Pi's a SimplePy class, right? And it's an absolute pain in the butt because it keeps on like falling over, and it's like it's resource intensive, and it's the most buggy part of Plugio, right? So I decided, you know what? I've had enough of this. I want to outsource. I want to try and find someone who can just. I just give them a URL and they give me back the stories. They deal with all the parsing. Right. Right. So I looked around and I found out that Samuel Clay, remember Samuel Clay from Newsblur? Yeah, we interviewed him. How long? We had, we had him on twice, right? Or once? I can't remember. We had him on. We, we co-interviewed him along with uh, Amir Selenhefendick. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, he was. So, Newsblur, basically, it's an online RSS reader that, that he's built. And it's keeping track of something like a million different RSS feeds. So he's doing that. And I saw that he had an API, right? right. So with it, so with his, so I kind of cheekily wondered, huh, you know, he has an API and it, in his API, you're basically one user of his system. Right. So it, I guess the reason why he wrote it was so that people could write clients and all, you know, like a, an iPad client or whatever. But I wondered... Could I, you know, as Plugio, be just one user and register 2,000 feeds and, like, just pull them back that way? Right. So I sent him an email, and he's like, he's like yeah, sure, no problem. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'll pay, like, 100 bucks a month, um, you know, because I'm going to be using a lot of your systems. And he's like, no, no, I don't want anything special. Just go the normal way. One buck a month. <laughs> one dollar a month? One dollar a month. Samuel, dude, I mean, <laughs> so, how about at least three dollars a month or five dollars? Okay, no, actually, no, three dollars a month is possible because... So is I that the pre- executive so, premium no, service? No, no because he ha- it, it's it, it's all very feel-good, right? It's a very feel-good pricing system. So you go in... <laughs> I'll bet. And you yeah. start... You, you you sign up um, and you get a choice. By default, it's one dollar a month. Uh-huh. But if you want, you can pay for three dollars. You can pay three dollars a month. So you can basically pay thirty six bucks a year. You don't get anything more other than just happiness, right? Wow. <laughs> so obviously, I I said okay, I'll pay thirty thirty six bucks. So I I paid as much as I could. I gave him thirty six dollars. Okay. But um, basically, wow. uh, redid redid Plugio, and I want to talk about this. As, in a second as well so it just works so fast now that whole rss side of things is just like really really awesome um but which brings me to another point which is that building an interface between an api is like you just have to always 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 do it like whenever you whenever you do something like interact with an email Mm -hmm. library or an email api or an rss library an rss api don't just put their code in your code Build your own interface. Right. It is so important. It saves you so much time. Why is do, that? Do you do that? I haven't written to a lot of APIs, so... Well, really for, ha- say, for example, with any food, like you, the Swift mailer, right? Did you write an intermediary interface that was basically any food mail? And then... Sure. You, you did? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And so then that intermediary interface plugs into the Swift mailer yeah. API. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And why do you do that? Because it's cleaner. <laughs> I guess. Well, usually because it's cleaner, but also because you might want to switch services later without breaking the rest of your system. Exactly. And also there are sometimes there's an extra step or something that you want to do, you know? Exactly. But I can't tell you how many times that has saved my butt just by doing that one simple thing. Just basically creating an intermediary class. I call that an adapter. You you uh, call it an adapter? Well, in the design patterns world. Yeah. That's well, facade, I think, is the official name. Facade. Sometimes, sometimes I call it an adapter or a wrapper. Yeah. I'll tell you something else that is so awesome about that is that you can take their hot mess and turn it into your simple concept. Sure. Right? So it, it does two things. It really simplifies, like, for example, the Twitter. Like, I did this with Twitter. Every, every object Twitter sends back has about 10,000 properties, right? 
I just turn it into tweet text and yeah. ID. <laughs> exactly, right. Because, right, you, this is all I care about. Yeah, right. well, the same thing. Well, that's exactly what we did with, I mean, we wrote this guy because I wrote the first version. I think you finished it up was the, uh, the, the, uh, um, the client for pa- the pay- paychecks Webmaster thing? Checks. Yeah, Webmaster Checks, yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Right, makes it nice clean because then we don't, we don't have to worry about, because a lot of times they were like a curl. Right. Or a stripe or whatever. It's like you just do your own so, thing. So, <clears throat> I, particularly in this instance of hooking into something that was so different, like basically the, the way that um, Newsblur returns its stories and all that kind of stuff is just a, a JSON stream, you know, versus the, the other RSS thing mm-hmm. that they do. It's unbelievable. Like before, um, with simple API, uh, SimplePy, using its caching system, okay, the RSS for my couple of thousand feeds, the, the, the regular cache was around three gigs, Good. On disk, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Now that I change, switch this over to Newsblur, I'm ca- I've cached all of the existing feeds. Guess guess how much it is? Hundred megs. Three point two megs. Jeez, <laughs> that's that's no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> because it's just like a tiny piece of JSON, right? Yeah. But what amazes me is that because of because of having this like third party, what do you call it? Ab- uh, Abstraction a- adapter adapter. Right, facade. It just yeah. all of a sudden it, it plugs in. It works like it. It there's no change. You know, there's just just no change anywhere to your app. So you can push this thing out to you know like a thousand users, and it doesn't break anything. But all of a sudden, everything works like really really fast, and you just saved yourself you know almost three gigs worth of data. Yeah, it's that sort of selective outsourcing, outsourcing outsourcing the pieces to somebody who just does it really 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 well, like yeah. Mailgun. Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. Just like, I don't have to worry about. It. I just outsource them. It costs me. <coughs> I think I pay fifty dollars for the new secret project. I pay fifty dollars a month. I sign up for the fifty dollars a month um, premium service. So an email sent from the the secret project say from secretproject.com, not from mailgun.org, or you know, or sent via mail. You know, you want it completely white labeled. So it all these looks- are definitely things that you don't want to build yourself. They're yeah, just I painful. Mean- and if it, if it costs $1,000 a month, maybe you have to build this up. But then it costs 50 I mean, a lot of these are free or like 10 bucks a month for like the, you know, simple plan, the no frills plan, which anyone can afford. I mean, even if you're a college student for 10 bucks a month, I mean, you're spending more than that going to Starbucks, I'm sure. You know, but for somebody trying to build a little bootstrap business or, or something, 50 bucks a month. It's nothing. If you can't pay fifty bucks a month, you can't. You, you shouldn't. You know, that's the price. That's not even. That's the price of admission, right? You can't. How many people do you think would would use an RSS uh, cloud API like in the way that I'm using it for Plugio? I don't know. Do you I think mean, that that there would be a big market for that, or not such a big market? I don't know. I really have no idea. Because I mean, wouldn't it be worth him just like making a different version of his site and then just charging fifty bucks a month? I used to have a great uh, many, domain uh, for that. I I, I got uh, <coughs> I got rid of it because I didn't need it anymore because I would use it called exofeed.com. Right. Exofeed would have been perfect. I for mean that. I mean he's charging one buck per customer. How many customers does he have to get to make cash? He I mean how many, you know yeah, ExoFeed. If you just if you say if you start a service like that and you said, all right, well let's I'll go see it. if I can reserve exofeed.com and then I'll you know, send it to him. Send it, hey, dude. He just, could do that. I mean, yeah. it's just real simple, you know. Anyway. Yeah, he should. Um, well, I mean, I should say he should look into it. Maybe it's worth it's worth doing a little, uh, you know, market mm. uh, market testing, market research, and see if there's something there. Because, yeah, I mean, there might be, but you know, it's hard to say. But yeah, if you have people paying, you know, fifty bucks a month, you know, like we do for Mailgun, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be as big as a SendGrid or Mailgun, but maybe it's even a tenth that size could be a good company. Mm. 
you know? Well, because right now I'm thinking, this is awesome and I'm really relying on this. But what happens, you know, if he just gets bored of it one day? Because he's not making enough money. That's enough money. why ultimately you yeah. want companies that are going to be around. That's why you want to pay them. Right. And this holiday, well, I don't charge anything because I feel good about it. It's like, well, you may not feel good about it three years from now when you realize you got to pay some bills and mm-hmm. you have other things pulling at you, you know? I mean, or it's like a, a lot of times you do this when you're young. Okay, so two versions. You do it when you're young and you have, uh, you, you know, you have no expense. You don't really have anyone else to uh, appease but yourself. And But then when you you know, you can, you know, when you get married, mm. you know, you got to pay for the wedding. <laughs> yeah, you got to yeah. pay for, you want to buy a, save for a house. Your wife's like, so you're spending a lot of time on this project, but <laughs> like we have to somehow save about $50,000 in the next three years. And maybe we should think of it. And then all of a sudden other decisions, things start. Posing. Or, you know, we want to start a family in a few years and their babies are really expensive. So, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, I can't do this anymore. Or there's the, I'm doing people later on, you're doing this on the side. Maybe you're already married and have kids. You know, or, or maybe not. you just you do it on the side, and it's just like you just get you, you stop. You never it doesn't make enough progress. And you just get bored after a while. The, the the novelty of it is. I I mean I really think he could charge five bucks a month just just off the base. Just he could he could uh, sanctuple his revenue like that. Sanctuple. Yeah, I like it. Quintuple, you mean? <laughs> Isn't is sanctuple fiving? No, quintuple. Oh, crap. <laughs> Double, triple, quadruple, quintuple. But sanctuple, that's the name of the show. <laughs> sanctuple your revenue. No, no. But I told you the name of the show. It's if you like this title, download this show. All right. <laughs> so we have two little things to cover real quick, and then we can call it a show. All right, go on then. I know you're itching to end the show because. I'm not itching to end the show. Yeah, but I, you are. You're a time Nazi. No, you know? but it's just that, like, I. People complain about how much, you know, how big the download is. And right, right. Anyway. So, uh, first thing, we both got um, apps in the App Store. Oh, recently, yeah, we did. Right? So, why don't you go first? So, Splitsville. Uh, Splitsville is in the App Store. But what I will say is Splitsville is being featured in the App Store. Yeah. They, uh, the App Store contacted us and they asked us for extra artwork. And so, now if you go to the food and drink category, randomly, for some people, it shows that it's featured and other people not. But... You might be one of the lucky people who see a huge, big Splitsville banner on the top, and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool." That's Justin. So who made that, that, yeah. that was you. You built up double dollar, double dollar, and HTML five. That's yeah, the business. Yeah. So yeah. and phone gap, and phone gap. Yeah. Very nice. So you built that for Idea Lab for Uber Media specifically. And we have another. Uh, actually, um, there's another app that I uh, built for them called Appvertise. Okay. Which basically um, you can advertise your app. Mm-hmm. So. That is not in the App Store yet, but it, sh- it should be there very soon. Yeah, you showed me that was very slick. Yeah. So that does. So the one thing about the Splitsville is just one page. It doesn't really do very much. It's just one page, and it's got mm-hmm. a little bit of animation. But Advertise has transitions. It connects to the internet. It does parsing of web Connects pages. to the internet? Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> That's does, crazy. It basically does, you know, a lot of things that you want to do with a real app. Right, And right. it seems very... Like it just seems naked. I want to see it. Well, because you tried to show it to you a couple of times, but both times it broke. <laughs> so I didn't oh, really did get to see it. Oh. No, I will we'll, do it now. We'll I'll show it, you off the yeah, show. We'll do a later show. Yeah. Oh, no, it totally works now. Okay. I, yeah. I believe you. It was just one of those things. It was like a, it was like Bill Gates moment. Oh, I got to show you this cool thing. Ah, that work. <laughs> Why Bill Gates? Well, Bill Gates is known for like. Is he classic he, for breaking things? There's a number of times. I mean, back, I don't know, maybe in the 90s or early, two, where he would go out and do a demo and stuff would break. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was like the. I don't think there was. It was a meme, but I mean, I think people know what I'm talking about. So um, I built an iPhone app for Market X. Oh yeah, which is a hardware. Uh, it's a it's like a used hardware um, uh, marketplace. Mm-hmm. So you're you know you're you're a big company. You're trying to get rid of a thousand servers or buy 
200 I, you know, tablets or something, you go on there. And so I built the uh, iPhone app using Titanium. And it's called Market X. Mm-hmm. So check it out. The funny thing is, so it's Market, big M, little A, little R, little K, big I, big T, little X. <laughs> just like, just like, um, what, was Why? The, what was the movie? Well, that's just the way they did. It, I, I always tease the CEO, uh, um, Frank, about it. It's like, uh, it's like the movie LA Story. What was the girl's name? Capital I. Capital IT, like is an IT, right? Uh, market X, capital IT. Okay. Yeah. Right, right, right. What was what was the character's name in um, in LA Story with Steve Martin? And she's like, her name is Little S, Little A. It was Sandy, like Little D, <laughs> B, capital E, Little E. <laughs> so I always say that to him. Okay. He's like, I can't ever get it straight. Wait, is it a capital X or a lowercase X? <laughs> what are we doing? That's crazy. Um, yeah, or my speaking of movies. Remember, it was the last show or two show, a few shows, your Air Factory Future episode, right? Mm-hmm. It was listing like how if you want to inspire kids, you have to show them examples, iconic examples of like badass engineers. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I can't remember what one of our listeners said, but he's like, dude, Iron Man. Oh, yeah. You know, Tony Stark, he's the ultimate badass engineer. And I was like, how did I miss that? Because I remember thinking that before, but I somehow didn't, we didn't talk about it. And I was like, yeah, I, even Phil called me up. He's like, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Phil Amon, who's a <laughs> yeah, yeah, good yeah. friend of mine. He's, he's like, like, how can you forget Tony Stark? He's like the ultimate example <laughs> of like, you know, like he's not like this, you know, really socially diminished, you know, smart guy. I mean, he's smarter than everybody and he's the coolest guy in the room. And uh, part of part of uh, the research for the role was Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. And but, another one of your favorites. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he they said which by the way Tesla's been snaking up around forty dollars. Forty. That's about thirty nine, fifty, forty dollars. Wow, that's really going. Well, up. again, you know, this is all short term. I mean, this is a long term investment, so yeah, it'll be up yeah. and down. But just uh, it's kind of fun. But you you've almost doubled your money right now. No, no. I mean, I think my average dollar in was maybe like thirty two, thirty one dollars, mm, okay. thirty one. But uh, you know, this is the ten year investment. This isn't the yeah scalping the market you know because that's just <laughs> kind of luck right now or they're just you know who knows i mean even if something's going to work long term it doesn't mean that's going to do work look good in like six months so you say i was going to say something different are you, you on the same subject no okay i'm done I'll, I'll just quickly say this i got an email from rob walling who had who said to me that um he was listening to some podcast and they were talking about going back and listening to a first episode of a few different podcasts so he mm-hmm. so rob walling listened to a first episode of a few different podcasts and as part of that, he listened to our first episode. And he's like, you guys are still as bad as you were. No, <laughs> no, he was like, dude, your accent has changed so much. Really? Yeah. I was like, wow, that's weird. What is it? What is it? I guess from? it must have changed from being very English to being like a little less, a little less English, English, maybe more American or something. I don't know. Well, you know, I, you do see Americans who go and live in England, come back, and they sound a little English. It almost sounds pretentious to us, like, yeah. effect. Yeah, maybe. You know, they start using English expressions, and it just makes you groan, like, give me a break. I think maybe I'm just using more American expressions or something. Uh, I don't I know. I if I listen to a show. Yeah. That's pretty, that's funny. Yeah, Did anyway. say anything else about the show, or was that it? He said it was good. No, it was? Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything else. No, just the accent thing. He didn't, yeah. put it this way, he didn't say, oh, and by the way, Jason Roberts, he was so effing good man jason was so good wow he goes without saying he didn't say that he just he just said your accent's changed (laughs) well i i think um i i mean we i could keep going on with things but i I think we should to to wrap it up i think we should just do a little uh, update on info oh okay uh yes so i've um 
you, I'm out, you know I'm outsourcing the expert finding work. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Sarah, my friend in Ireland, has been uh, researching the experts and she's been doing a pretty good job. She has... Um, let's see. You're going into your Google Docs. I'm going into it's my Google, Google Docs, Docs right now. So you've told me, you've asked me to go on there and highlight the ones in each category that I like best, and I keep telling you I'm going to do it, but I haven't done it yet, so i got to do yeah, that. She's done, just looking through here, scrolling through. So I'm filling air while you're doing this? Yeah, she's done 182 so far. Wow. Yeah. How many categories? So, and it's three per category. Three per category, yeah. So 60 categories. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah. So then phase two, once we get 300, the magic number is 300. 100. I mean, 100 experts, 300 candidates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Then, uh, the then you're going to switch gears, and it's going to be about contacting the experts. Mm-hmm. And we're going to first try an, an email outreach. Yes, I think I think Sarah's email outreach. Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do it with Sarah. I think she'll be able to do it. Well, good. Is she excited about doing this? She up for that? Yeah, she's she's great. She's really she's mainly excited because she just has three hours a day that she can work because she has a Jude. When she drops him off at the Jude is her Jude is her kid, right? Okay. She has so a Jude. I'm like, I don't know. She drops she drops him off at the crash. Oh no, the the the, 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 the the what do you call it? Like the, the daycare kid daycare thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for three hours a day, and in that time, she does the work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. That 180. So any food, the dream is still alive. It's still alive. <laughs> it's going together. It's just very slowly. It's like in slow motion. Right. Yeah. Well, well, you know, we, we got out, we proved the concept. We came out of the gate hard. It kind of died. So now we're going to give it a second, give it a second wind here. Yes. So we'll see how it goes. A oh. second wind that's being, it's very slow second wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, Okay. All right. Uh, was there anything else? Uh, I don't think there's anything. I get, there's stories and stuff, but I think we're kind of. I think we've kind of done it. We're good. Yeah, we're. I think we're good. Um, All right. Yeah. So that's a wrap. We're out. Bye.